0: This show and other shows on the network um, are all brought to you by our backers at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. If you think that you can swing a couple of bucks a month, uh, it makes a huge difference for us. Go over there, check out the rewards that we have on offer, uh, and consider making kind of small uh, passion projects like this possible. Thank you. (laughs)
1: This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And you're listening to File Underwater, the show where we try to convince you that R.E.M. is America's greatest rock band. (laughs) America's greatest electronic band. Uh, Whatever you want to call this. (laughs) (laughs) uh, We convince you that R.E.M. is America's greatest adult contemporary electronic
0: (laughs) band. (laughs) We convince you that R.E.M. is aging gracefully.
1: Yeah, we we do our best (laughs) to convince you to put on this for dinner music. (laughs) If you need something unobtrusive, oh, I mean, this is up though. This guys. isn't reveal. Yeah, no, I know it's coming. But the up has elements of that. It for certainly sure. does. Well, it's a real. Yeah, this storm. It's, it's a the, mid, mid-tempo Marty. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the the continuum that ends with uh, around the sun. Speaking of which, like just to do a tiny little bit of foreshadowing, I tried to listen to around the sun. Oh yeah, it's uh, uh, it's re- real bad. Why is that going to be a hard episode to like just? <laughs> Like, do in any case, because I cannot remember any of those songs that are not the rap one or Leaving New York, <laughs> and I've tried one. to listen to it, like, two or three times. It's extremely difficult. Yeah,
0: I put I put it on in the car uh, on one of my recent trips to and from home, and uh, figuring, hey, I, I will be trapped with it, so I can't go away. <laughs> uh, no, it turns out I'm not trapped with it,
1: because uh, I could turn on a podcast instead. It, it's the audio equivalent of, like, a really boring textbook where you have to constantly, like start paragraphs over yeah that's how that album feels to me where it's like i'll get to the 75 percent through a song and realize i haven't been paying attention at all (laughs) it's it's amazing how much it subsumes into nothing like it is uh and that's gonna be that's that's hard that's that's us earning our keep (laughs) on on this bad boy (laughs) (laughs) a little little bit of heavy
0: lifting but i'm happy reveal is not paired with that uh, no, is my because no, yeah. I think I think that would it wouldn't be so bad for me because I really like reveal. Um, mm. However, I think it would cause blood to come out of your eyes.
1: I mean, maybe not like I, I, I like reveal revisiting has made me that's that's all next episode. The is ahead. I think that it would reveal looks better when compared to around the sun. Mm. So we're putting those together. It might actually help reveal because it's like reveals kind of sleepy, but like yeah. you ain't I'm, seen sleepy.
0: I'm just worried about your delicate, delicate constitution, Gary.
1: It's hard for me to listen to boring things. I mean, <laughs> it, just, it hurts me to be bored. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> like um But we will get into it. Up is uh, de- many things, but definitely not boring. Right, we're entering. Uh, we're an I- REM <laughs> like, <laughs> for people who are just listening to our record, I can imagine a lot of people actually finding this pretty boring.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, and you know, if it feels weird that we're talking about these albums that are, you know, we're talking a month in advance, um you know, we are kind of entering this three album period where lots of people fell off of R.E.M. They oh, became yeah. a different
1: band. You know, yeah, this this is where people jump off. Yes. 100 percent and like this is where uh very close to like like reveal was the last rem album i bought right you know this is where this is my jumping off point too mm-hmm. you know this is this is where people and sales this is reflected pretty much in every aspect of the band right uh so it's it's uh this is the beginning not the beginning of the end because rem comes back and it's like hey we're still awake like they i'm really glad that they don't end with around the sun though oh my gosh yeah like <laughs> um but <laughs> they recorded recording yeah. accelerate out of spite Accelerate is one. It's a tin machine right. album. It's exactly that. It's it's a it's like David Boy, a tin machine where it's like, hey, I'm not we're not that and it's not a very <laughs> good album. But it's like, we're we're not we're adult contemporary nonsense. And then collapsing and I was actually pretty good. Yeah. I like, collapsing so, a lot. New Berlin's great. Yeah. Yeah. It works. It works out. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we're, we're in the, the set end of the second act. Like things look bad for our heroes. Yeah. Uh, period of the rem story Mm um so up you know the beginning of the end in a lot of ways uh released october twenty sixth, 1998 um and there's a really like kind of excellent you know we have supplementary uh kind of things for for this podcast most episodes there's a really good documentary on this yes uh, i think it's very revealing that i found on youtube called falls to climb yeah uh 50 minutes it's not that heavy but it's good stuff
0: yeah it's done on three parts and it shows the production of this um, in a way that I'm very happy to get a, to get a look at because throughout the entire course of this podcast has been reading about stuff, not actually seeing the way they interacted in the studio.
1: And it, it kind of presents a different picture. Now that uh, the books that I was reading um, ran out of material, ran out of track, and we've collapsed into the single, you know, we're both reading the same book for this. Like, mm-hmm. I was surprised by how the documentary kind of presents a different image. Oh, yeah. This because the book uh, is is we're really the optimistic about the studio experience um, and <laughs> talks about like a lot of it being very positive. And the documentary is all concentrating on them being in tears, like near tears yeah. and like hitting that's, each other.
0: That's very strange because I thought the book was very, was much more negative about about it than, uh, than, than, than the documentary was.
1: Well, the book has the, all the stuff in San Francisco where they did most of it. Right. And it's just like, you know, it's Peter Buck and Scott, uh, McCarthy, like saying, uh, Hey, you know, this is like, I'm having a blast. This is like, we, anything goes, we're experimenting. This is crazy and yeah. good. You know, it felt like the, um, it just focuses more on that kind of first part before the, the shoe drops and it's like, Oh, we don't have Bill Berry. And
0: right. Right. For they go back to go was. back to Athens and get stuck, like yeah. walking
1: in the ghostly halls, you know, trying to fill yeah. his, you know, his absence. And the, yeah. So the, the documentary focuses a lot on the second half of the recording with, uh, without Bill Berry and kind of the miserable part of it. Yeah. Um, so and it's it's very like kind of brave of them to show that mm-hmm. you know because they don't they don't come off super well like there's like no. rehearsals <laughs> that don't sound good and you know uh, just like a lot of stress and kind of sniping like mm-hmm. Michael Stipe seems like a nightmare to be around in that documentary to me yeah yeah he's in the studio like can you imagine being that like session musician keyboardist and having him come over and like <laughs> kind of bark <laughs> those questions at you like yeah good night yeah just like okay I'm trying to sing backup vocals and he's like well could you try just not
0: singing the whole word.
1: Yeah, what do you, you know, and I love that um that, that moment, I'm glad you picked out on it, because Mike Mills, our boy, um, steps in and explains why, you know, as as the logical counterpoint to Michael Stipes fury. Um it's like he's like, you know, and they cut it off in the thing, but he's like, you know, that actually wouldn't address it because the note he's missing is Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's true. Like he is hitting the first note, he's not hitting every note after that. Right you know so it's a real like oh like mike mills is a musical genius michael stipe doesn't understand about music but he's you know he's frustrated and he doesn't understand but he's opinionated the new guy's just happy to be there like he's got that dopey fucking smile he's wearing sunglasses indoors (laughs) it just um it's it's very revealing he's just
0: trying to fit in with peter buck at that point
1: (laughs) yeah i'm buck too um mini buck it's a yeah mini bucks sense <laughs> he's see he's a 1 point buck um, as opposed to a 10 point buck the um so it's a, a yeah it it's it's very revealing right so yeah um, um,
0: there, there's also a wonderful moment in that i i shared this in the in the channel um last night it'll be gone but i encourage people to watch it but only for the only for the moment of mike mills describing them like you know Picking San Francisco uh, and recording at, uh, at at Toe Studio uh, just by consensus, interrupting himself to pick up Zach, the studio cat, and then spending about 20 seconds saying he's the most
1: talkative cat. Listen to him. Listen to him. Then he won't talk. <laughs> it's so yep. good. Well, the cat talks before he picks him up. Right. Like the cat yeah was, and then the cat doesn't want to because he's shoving a camera in his face. And it's <laughs> right. just like, what are you doing, Mildy? <laughs> like, it's very funny. Yeah, it's just two um, two very good boys on on yep. camera. I think at that point, the cat and Mike Mills switched personalities, and from that point on, the cat has been playing bass and keyboard in R.E.M., and Mike Mills is trapped in the body of a studio cat and has been trying to get out. Uh, <laughs> trying to me out people, it's, too. It's a real bad mojo situation. Yeah. <laughs> so, just in case like Mike Mills got weird at that point after, I think yeah. that's probably what happened. This cat like goes nuts when you put on the
0: Beach Boys. That's super weird. He's never done yeah. that before. And why does the cat want to watch baseball so often? <laughs> um, but yeah, like I I would recommend going to watch it. like fifteen minutes is nice and compact for a documentary and like I don't know, I'd never seen Burtis Downs talk before and it was cool to see yeah. Yeah. It's uh you know, it, it's it's very revealing. Yes. It's very internal. You keep saying that word and I keep trying not it... to point out that uh the the you know, the pun, but
1: yeah, it's uh well, it it's very upping, right? Like it ups your interest in Ari. <laughs> There's the that's more appropriate. There we go. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the production of this this bad boy.
0: Yeah. Um. So this was produced by Pat McCarthy uh, and kind of uh, co-produced by Radiohead's producer N- Nigel Godrich. Like Pat McCarthy said, hey, some of these songs are going to be better fit with. Uh, you yeah, know, uh, Radiohead, because there's a lot of weird electronic stuff going on on uh, going on with this, mm-hmm. uh, fueled by Peter Buck's kind of thrift store, uh, you know, drum machine obsession.
1: Yeah, yeah. P- P- uh, Peter Buck was very specifically, like, buying drum machines and synthesizers and, like, every kind of weird thrift store instrument that he could find. And even if, you know, they would end up on one, one part of one song way right. down in the mix, it was worth it. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is really their, like, throw literally everything in the studio into a record record. Yeah, like, they were describing just rooms full of 12 synthesizers and just, like, walking yeah. around and trying to, like, set them off at the right point. Yes, like, weird old synthesizers. Like, all that yeah. stuff would be done through, like, MIDI triggers now right. or Ableton. But, you know, this is this is all, like, analog stuff. Um, So all these demos, you know, were done. And Peter Buck kind of took the lead and did the, you know, the backing tracks, kind of the music beds for a lot of these songs. Right. Um, he has an attic studio in Hawaii where he did a lot of that with his, his toys and stuff. And a lot of that actually made it through onto the album. Mm-hmm. Um, not everything, but a lot of it did. Yeah, it becomes part of the
0: texture of it more than anything. Yes. You, have the, you have this electronic stuff happening on one level and then the rest of the band doing their thing on the other is, yes. is kind of the way it comes together. Um, sometime between the, those Hawaii sessions, setting down the demos, and going into Seattle to kind of start some of the initial tracking, that is when Bill Berry's departure happened. Listen to the end of the New Adventures in Hi-Fi episode if you haven't to hear us talk about the specifics of that. You know, suffice to say, it really had an impact on the band.
1: Yeah. Yep. And, the, and initially, it was like a time-delayed impact as far as this recording goes. Right. Because initially, you know, it was kind of – it has it has the exact rhythms of a breakup. You Know and like a romantic breakup where it's like the initially it's this is freeing and cool, and like think about all the awesome, you know, tang I'm going to be able to comb out of my hair now that I'm out of this relationship. <laughs> that's a very, that's a singularly upsetting image, <laughs> but but then then you're like, oh, actually, you know, yeah, that, that this was a good relationship, and there's a hole in my heart, and all that stuff. Right, so right. it uh, and then it then it became oh, depressing, no. but yeah, she knew how a, to pay the gas bill. Yes, that isn't her name. Um well how funny it would it be if REM's gas bill was in Bill Barry's name and they had to deal with that like, <laughs>
0: like <laughs>
1: hey, hey Hey Bill. Hey Bill <laughs> yeah. I can't hear you, I'm farming. Um <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the uh uh yeah, that that kind of comes down to the troubled uh troubled recording, which we'll talk about a little bit more. Yeah. Um so as we mentioned uh it was at Toast Studios in San Francisco. Before they started when Bill Berry was there, everyone wrote all the cities they'd want to work in and San Francisco was the only one that showed up on everybody's. Mm-hmm. So they chose San Francisco. Yeah, again that rule by consensus from the original yes. four. Yeah. And uh, as mentioned uh so they brought in uh Scott McCaffey, uh McCaffey yeah. um on keyboards and barrett martin on percussion um barrett martin is a drummer in lots of other stuff
0: yeah screaming uh, trees he worked with uh with peter buck on Tuatara, uh yes. things like that
1: yeah and then scott mccahie is is you know a scene standard as well yeah yeah uh, <laughs> like there's this whole second
0: tier of rem that gets brought in at this point and then in the next album that is just kind of like oh uh, a name that you've heard every seattle
1: um uh, mus- yes. musician mention it's, it's, he's the, he's the tooth, he's uh, a Peter Hoff staple for the 2000s. Right. You know, that's always been an <laughs> R.E.M. thing. Uh, and weirdly, they did some more instruments, which this time kind of through circumstance because mm-hmm. uh, Peter Buck ended up playing a lot of bass on, on the album because the people from Seattle, the kind of uh, people who lived around there would come in early every day. Right. And it used to be, um, he would come in with, uh, with uh, uh, Bill Berry, mm-hmm. but now that Bill Berry wasn't there, like he had to actually track, kind of track the songs. Yeah. So he did, you know, a lot of the percussion and a lot of the bass. Like, this isn't weirdly as, like, a Bill Berry album for how guitar-decentralized it is. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, Peter Buck album, rather. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, so uh, he did did most of the bass, which left uh, Mike Mills, had to have something to do. So that's part of the reason why there's quite so many keyboards on this album. Yeah, which is good, because it plays to his strengths.
0: Yes. (laughs) Like, that is one of the things that I really enjoy about this album, is it's like, hey, Mike Mills really sings on uh keyboard if not on this album. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And there's like a lot of kind of general Peter Buck manicness uh, uh, associated with this. Like people say (laughs) him talking about playing the early demos for people saying, oh, this sounds like nothing I've ever heard before. This is the best thing. Mentioning all the weird percussion stuff they were doing, filling duffel bags with percussion instruments and then dropping them rhythmically. uh, Piano lid slamming, wrinkling uh, Eminem rappers, just a bunch
1: of like, yep, that sounds like Peter Buck to me. Yeah, there's an immaturity to it. Yeah, you know that kind of comes through. That it feels very much like Baby's first studio to me. Yeah, in some ways, like we can we can do this stuff, and that comes across on on this record in a couple of places that I feel like are kind of slams to an album I generally like, right. or like weaknesses to an album I generally like, and it just like um you know that early that that feeling of possibility um sometimes doesn't look good when you are as accomplished as a musician, right? As you are, you know, when that's like a really good thing to do when you don't know better.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you can, you can create really kind of vital, cool things on accident. Right. That kind of stuff is weirder as a tool for a master of, you know, a master musician. Yeah. It, like the, the,
0: there's, a, the, there's a lack of confidence to it. It's one of those things like eventually exploration seeds to knowing where you want to go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it it's feels no, like no they longer should a happy accidents. Yeah. They they, they, yeah. they, they should be in the knowing where they want to go phase.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So it ends up being kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So overdubbing, uh, was to happen at John Keene's studio, but Stipe had this really terrible writer's block, uh, from being back in Athens, um, or from the, the Bill Berry kind of bomb right, uh, hitting. Right. And it kind of pushed back the album, which fucked up everybody's schedule. Right. Um, right. Peter Buck was supposed to go on tour with Tuatera, um, et cetera, et cetera. And it just, Nothing was happening. Like it just was moving very, very slow.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Peter Buck is flying back and forth between Athens and Seattle because he wants to be there when the overdubs are happening. <laughs> you know, because yeah. again, it's part of the process. It's the way they. It's the way they, they they do things. And there was just this horrible communication breakdown that happened, and you know, everybody started being really paranoid about every you know, the other's intentions. Like you know there have been these rough spots before there have been the terrible emergencies and kind of divisiveness of of monster. There have been just the general discontent of having their first real you know internal resistance happen during fables. This kind of seems the most serious because it is part of this just kind of continuing you know
1: one two three, four punch that happens yeah yeah this this seems very really severe um. Yeah, and they still had to. Part of that severity, I think, had additional weight because they had to continue to move on, uh, in spite of the circumstances or how they felt. So, like, right. they had things um, they had committed to doing. Um, they're friends with with Adam Yauk. Yeah. Uh, Adam Yauk. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, of the Beast Yeah, uh, yeah, that that notable boy, mm-hmm. um, and he, you know, does the Tibetan Freedom Concert. Um, so they had committed like, Hey, we believe in a free Tibet. Mm-hmm. We're going to do that concert. But then Phil Berry <laughs> quit and they had all this shit happened. Yeah. So it's like, and they hadn't played live, uh, you know, in years. Right. And at it's the, like, at you, this know, point gonna it's, do our, you know, 1997
0: and they hadn't been on tour since like 94.
1: Right. So are we going to do our first live show in three years without our drummer, like a brand new band? With like two, you know, two days of rehearsal, <laughs> we got to do it because hey, Tibet, yeah, uh, you know. But okay. uh, are, are we uh, are we going to interrupt this already problematic uh, recording session,
0: right? Yeah, you know, like just there was a bunch of stuff that was just incredibly inconvenient about this. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. But their belief, you know, won out. They didn't want to, you know, back out on their deal, so that they decided to go and do it anyway. And
1: cool, cool. can I kind can uh, make a. a- say something embarrassing this yes a, you can. A, a vulnerable thing i'm going to say to you and, and our podcast audience um i remember hearing about tibet constantly mm-hmm. and now i don't is tibet fixed no no it's not
0: um they're okay. uh still technically um a government in exile uh the chinese government is still occupying it uh the dalai lama is you know kind of floating around and the chinese government has also uh basically, Taken and are holding captive the potential people who the Dalai Lama could, um, uh, reincarnate into. Okay. And so the idea being that they're, you know, they've taken them, they're educating them and they want to install a new Lama, um, into, into the government that will be pro Chinese and stop the separatist movement. So basically trying to lead the, you know, the, 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 the religious monarchy there into accepting, you know, Chinese rule. Um, but it is not fixed. You heard about it like a lot. Um, I but, would have uh,
1: heard about it if it was fixed too, but it's so strange that it was such a like cause du jour uh-huh. for, for this entire period. And then now I don't hear about it really at all. Right, right. And I don't know if that's because there's just, you know, infinite misery elsewhere, you know, in the world. I like if it, is it just a section, like a, a feeling of there just being like, you know, I'm not saying that there are bigger fish to fry, but that mm-hmm. the people who are presenting me with news,
0: right, um,
1: right. you know, think that there are bigger fish to fry.
0: Yeah. It's just kind of accepted to be one of those always problems
1: now. Mm.
0: Um, I think that Richard Gere said everything he can possibly say about it. You know, yeah,
1: yeah. And it sucks yeah, it, because
0: you don't want people to be under the rule of a government they don't they don't like and is incompatible with their beliefs.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be that'd be terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's not, I was not being flipped when I was asking that. It's just weird that I have not heard about Tibet. Right, right. I was, uh, it was and like reading a, about it. There was this. a plot line on Veep. Like it's still it's still out there occasionally. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, the, the concert was not a success. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> that's, that's really what I wanted to find out. Like they did not free to bet with their concert. <laughs> nope. It didn't take. <laughs> no. Uh, cause it was kind of a bad performance. Um,
0: they're, they're much more like, I don't know. The, it's, it, it's a weird break between, between the book we're reading and that documentary. The documentary is like, yeah, you know, sometimes you win some, you lose some, but given the circumstances, we feel fine. And the book itself is like, yeah, that's, it was
1: a, a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was absolute garbage so yeah. like lots of reasons it was garbage yeah
0: well there were things uh-huh. they could have done to mitigate that like it was a combination of circumstances you know bringing on um uh joy w- <laughs> um from from Beck's bands you know to play drums um you know they could have given him some more time they could have planned that ahead uh they could have not opened with airport man that i, I was gonna say the
1: set list is really the biggest thing like yeah. it is such a weird move for them to be like let's do the material we're at our least confident with yeah here. It's like, and I get that kind of impish, you know, like fuck you kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. it's, it's, it's a, it was a mistake. It's like, not an instinct that has served them well in the past five years. No. And, and if it's, it runs contrary to the whole idea of them doing the show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the idea of like, hey, let's do this charity concert. Mm-hmm. Great. You know, um, that seems like a good opportunity to play the shit that's going to get butts in seats right and get people pumped and people you know believe in the cause like you know so they're very committed to doing the the con the concert but they're still kind of being stubborn art fucks and after we're still going to play, you know, baby's first sound poem, uh, you know, as our opening opening thing. Right. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Uh, and it, reading about it because and then and then also uh, lightning struck. Yeah. And uh, hit a dugout and electrocuted a bunch of people, which was not, you know, <laughs> Arium's fault. It's but, a it's a pretty bad omen. <laughs> it was. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was. you know So the, like everybody had to shorten their set so they could do the next day. Um, you know, because REM couldn't play, it wasn't safe, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Right, right.
2: Um
1: and it just, you know, they just played uh they played a couple of the hits mm-hmm. and then they but played they, a bunch of new stuff they were unsure of. They,
0: they did like a super like atonal or just strange deli- delivery of um uh losing my religion that's featured in the documentary. It's like, Yeah what are you doing, man? Like
1: it's 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 extremely, you know, it's extremely weird. Uh yeah, it's and it's... again, Contrary to the idea of doing a benefit concert, yeah, it's it,
0: it's not selling out if you do your if you do your
1: a material for a cause, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. This <laughs> is the time to do your a material, and they know that. Like, you know, right around the same time, they went and met with uh, we're going to go meet with Clinton at another mm-hmm. Tibet thing. No, yeah. and uh, the meeting never ended up happening. Uh, but they, you know, they played a couple songs, and they it's like "Fall on Me" and "Losing My Religion," right. You know? Like we, we know we know what people want. It was like the Monday. Yeah. it was like the next day
0: well, when, yeah. they, when they did uh, the rally that was like right outside
1: the White House Th- This is really them like feeling like they have something to prove yeah uh, you know it feels like and, and sometimes that can result in really, really great work, right, yeah uh, um, but here here it definitely didn't. They did not have enough time, yeah, and uh, you know it's you can see there are a couple of those performances that are on you know that are not just in the documentary that are on YouTube mm-hmm. it's pretty they're pretty rough. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's not a good concert. Right. Um, so this, all this shit stuff happened and they're like, listen, you know, we're all collapsing. Like yeah. we're going, we are going to die. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, we got, we got to take care of this. So they found like a, and it's always referred to as a remote location and like, it's been multiple places, <laughs> a remote location, like the home of the weapon X program. They went in Idaho, right. uh, in like a cabin to just like, you know, hug it
0: out. Yeah, for like Festivus area of Grievances is the, yes, way that yeah. it is the way that it sounds like. Basically just to get all the bile out so they could reestablish communication.
1: Yes. You know, just like everybody's, you know, mad at each other. They brought in um, the uh, the producer on the last day, mm-hmm. you know. So the, initially it was just, Bertis, you know, Burtis Downs and the members of the band just being like, you know, getting it all out there. And eventually <laughs> they realized, you know, we, we do want to keep doing this. Right. Let's stop. Let's get our heads out of our asses and like – yeah, to work. Like, there's, like there's no
0: sense of us getting in our own way Is yeah. is the sense that I kind of get out of that. Yeah. You know, and that can be useful. You know, like that was a good decision to basically set aside a time to go, fuck you. No, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, they decided they originally were, were going to tour and then they decided, no, this is not the right time. Mm-hmm. We are not going to tour. Yeah. And uh, that that comes back later to be, uh, you know, not to bite them, but it comes back to be false. Oh, right. Yeah. It, yep. Like th- this has a happy ending. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, they come through the other side. But
0: like, you you know, you can understand why their first outing as a different band with the shifting, mm-hmm. you know, different power dynamics. Like in the documentary, you know, Mills says like, yeah, it's kind of freeing not to have that, you know, that that extra level of approval you know, to have things happen, but then you also want his input, you're talking about not having to run things by bill Barry in addition to everybody else, you know? Yeah. 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 So let's talk about the album itself. Um, the title was picked at the last minute. It was a real out of time situation. Peter Buck was just looking at a shipping box and saw, uh, this way up or something like that. I think that was the name of like a, like a different documentary or a supplementary piece of media that was released around it.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, which I, I have not seen. Um, you know, and it it's a, you know, it's a fine album title.
2: Yeah.
1: It's it is fine. Yeah. Um and one <laughs> of the one of the
0: kind of first or what were you gonna say? I always get it mixed up. There was a Moby album title that was released kind of around the same time. All I mm-hmm. can remember is the title was him jumping, and I always kind of mix those two up.
1: Oh yeah. 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 And and you know, and this is them kind of doing some electronic wankery, so like yeah, yeah. you know. Um the uh this is the first album to have all of the lyrics printed. Right. Um, and it's because Mike Mills was very impressed with the lyrics. And so like, hey, we got to include those. And Stipe acquiesced to that because he's like, this is pretty much a different band. Yeah. yeah. You know, that REM didn't print their lyrics in this, but new REM, Three Legged Dog REM mm-hmm. um, is is going to. Yeah. Um, And it's a, it's a weird choice to me because I think that, um, like, I don't love the lyrics on this album. No. In general, they're on that continuum towards getting more literal and more conventional that kind of, you know, peaks with Around the Sun. Um, but is 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 part of that adult contempo trilogy continuum. So the next album has I feel like more conventional lyrics than this, mm-hmm. and then around the sun is just, you know, feels like high school poetry to me. Yeah, this is definitely
0: um, a, like a like a halfway thing. Yeah, I think like but, there's there's a little bit of the um, ambiguity present here, but a mm-hmm. lot of it is, is 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 you know directly on the nose, and they vacillate back and forth between them quite frequently.
1: Yeah. So this is, you know, this is, would not be the album that I would want to have the lyrics. No. And personally.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You have to wonder if, if,
0: uh, if, if, Mills did that. Um, I feel weird calling him Mills because at this point we feel like we're friends. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's a, uh, it, you have to wonder if he did that to build Stipe's confidence, you know, after the, mm. the, you know, the long process of writing these things. Like, yeah, you put a lot of work into this. So like, why don't you put them at the forefront?
1: Like that could they could be that. It could also be uh Mike Mills taste. Like when when we look at um when you look at songs that Mike Mills has written,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, they do tend to be pretty direct. Yes. Uh so that could just be something like, you know, don't go to back to Rockville's as direct as it comes. Like I love right. that song, but it's it's you know, very and like be mine or something like that. Like you look at Mike Bill's uh Mike <laughs> Mills uh, uh lyrical kind of submissions and it, they tend to be pretty on the nose.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So that could just be his taste. Yeah. Um, and the the album itself ha- has a theme.
0: If you listen to or believe Michael Stipe, um, it could be a couple things about you know people falling and then rising, or rising and then falling, um, or about um, science and religion and spirituality and how people don't realize that they're pretty much the same thing and
1: there's more overlap than they than they think. I don't get a lot of that. I, I don't guess. get that at all. Yeah. yeah, it's it's weird. If that's the idea, then the obfuscation. Um, has been moved it hasn't been like eliminated Mm -hmm. and it's like a thematic kind of thing because these tend to be these to me these songs kind of go into different uh, kind of two different categories one like kind of classic REM character songs yeah Um, and then uh, just kind of statements of lyrics songs (laughs) you know like like better versions of like the lyrics of leave Mm -hmm. you know where it's like it just feels like someone's stating lyrics yeah Uh, You know, there's no perspective. There's no kind of like tricks or anything like that, with exceptions. You know, there's some lyrics on this album I I like very much. Yes. But um, with some exceptions, it feels like it goes into those two things. And the character songs, other than Hope, don't seem to be about kind of technology and spirituality Mm -hmm. mixing together. And the uh, statement of lyric songs uh, are as vapid as – they almost always are.
0: Right, right, you know? and and those statement of lyrics ones, pretty much just lay flat
1: for me. Should you should you walk unafraid? Seems <laughs> seems seems positive. Seems like a good accessory. Um, <laughs>
2: like,
1: picture of a bunch of people uh, jumping out of a plane holding hands, and just says the lyrics to "Walk Unafraid" under it. Like,
0: um, oh, man, oh man, know. yeah. But the um, they did end up going on a tour. Uh, but we should mm-hmm. talk about the reception first. So it debuted at number two in the UK and number three in America, but just slid like Teflon. Yep. Root.
1: Yeah. Root. Just, and it did worse than New Adventures, which did worse than Monster. Right. Um, and just like so quickly, uh, it, it you know was not great commercially. No. Um, performed better elsewhere. Right. Um, and this is also, again, part of that three album like this will happen again with Reveal, right? Mm-hmm. But worse.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but it just it did not It performed better in Europe. It always does. Yeah. But, uh, America, like this is you know limb Biscuit time,
2: yeah, <laughs> you know
1: um this is this is you know so far from what's top in the charts, yeah, um, at this point, so it's not that surprising, uh, and they resisted, you know they didn't go on tour because of this, or so they say, you know right, there's a there's right. an element of like protest too much, right, you know, like oh, we don't we don't fucking tour to prop up albums like we don't do anything, <laughs> the record company says, we're you? we're not the boss yeah, of we, us. like
0: we, we we don't care about success, please love us.
1: Yeah, there's a there's an element of, yeah, it feels like they're kind of lying about that um, because they eventually did go on tour, mm-hmm. um, which is great because it means I got to go see REM, which otherwise I would probably would not have been able to. Hmm. Um, and because, uh, yeah, this is the, uh, the tour I saw them on. And it, it's a it's widely considered to be a great tour. And I thought it was also a great tour.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. And like, it, it seems like it was very good for them because it was them kind of establishing themselves as this new six piece. Right.
1: Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, with uh. with Makahi uh warrenark war, Anarch, war Anchor, and uh then they brought on ken stringfellow which is yeah. a great name a guy from the posies uh, yeah. which is a band i have a little bit of affection for yeah posies are uh, great yeah and uh yeah so the, initially they were just going to do a kind of tv and benefit stuff and then eventually expanded yeah they said uh, oh this is fun <laughs> <yeah>.
0: <laughs> like we like being musicians who go and do things yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. So um, some of those benefits, uh, the notable ones, they performed at the Bridge School benefit. This is kind of like a big 10pole thing that is put on by Neil Young. It's kind of his mm-hmm. other deal aside from uh, Farm Aid. Uh, the Bridge School is a special needs school that he uh, that he funds. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, there's a notable performance. They did an extended version of country feedback with Neil Young, which I really like because I'm a fan of Neil Young guitar fuckery. Mm-hmm. Um and then they uh backed him on Ambulance Blues, which is uh, a, a, an incredibly deep cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like on the beach, not considered to be
1: anybody's favorite Neil Young, I think. And I don't I don't think the original version is like thirteen minutes long. Like No, no, it's like it's eight kind minutes of, long. It's a, yeah, it's a it's like it's an still Kinda of <laughs> kind, yeah. of, kind of thing. Yeah. Um it still sounds good. It's like it's still a you know, Neil Young song, so yeah. it still sounds good, but it doesn't feel like it gets that much from Mike Mills and Peter Buck, like Joining in doing those, yeah. you know, big kind of rangy guitar strums
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, through it. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, you know, a lot of that. <laughs> um, both of those things showed up on fan club singles. Yes, so those were actually uh, released. Um, yeah, so they they did uh, this tour and it was a big, you know, outdoor summer tour. They did the big summer outdoor events. They did a lot of uh, outside, uh, you know, amphitheater type things. Yeah. Like and that's, uh, that's
0: characterized as kind of a concession, like something they thought they would never do. I don't know, like that. That seems kind of big to me. Like summer event season is huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, They're, they're, they're racking up some of their biggest, they're, they're like most well-attended performances ever here.
1: You know, it, it's neat to see, cause they definitely, you know, deserve it. And in the interview, they talk about it and they're having a good time. Yeah. You know, that for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, Another thing that made this kind of a good time was the fact that the set list was very, very flexible. And there's this element, you know, of having these three extra musicians here who kind of grew up or came up during, you know, the time when our was the most influential. They have fans who were in here saying, man, it'd be really fun to play Cuyahoga.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, like we, you know, we like the old shit, like we like this new stuff. Uh-huh. We're in it for the old stuff. Either they harangued them into playing camera at, at one point. <laughs> which like is yeah, crazy. You know, what, like, yeah. like that that is a that is a fraught song for them. And the way they did it was they would come in during sound checks early mm-hmm. and just play it themselves, you know, which is is kind of insidious, but it's cool to see. Yeah. Um they had a uh, Bill Berry. they did an Atlanta show and they invited Bill Berry, um, who's standing on the side of the stage. Um, however, he got spotted uh as they were playing, I can't remember the song they were playing. But um, you know, people started chanting his name, and it I think it was Find the River.
0: It was find the River. Yeah, I think
1: it was Find the River. Um, started chanting his name, um, so much so that he, you know, they couldn't really ignore it. So <laughs> he got up on stage, waved to everybody. Mike Mills kissed him. Right. <laughs> uh, he went over. He shook the hands of the new drummer, and then left the concert. Right. <laughs> got in the car and fled. No, they they, de- they dedicated the next song to him. They had talked about um, inviting him on stage for a song, and they were like, hey, if we do that, he's just not going to come.
0: Right, right.
1: You know, and then this thing happened, and he decided to leave. No. You know, he had he had sold his drum set. He sold it for charity. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, you know, he was out, out. Yeah. Out, 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 out. Clean, so. clean brick.
0: You know, like, yep. he he wanted to be a fan of R.E.M. at this point. Like, he kind of bristled when they, when they took him a copy of Up before release because he wanted to go and buy it at the store like everybody else.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, he, uh, but they had, it was a great tour. um very well reviewed, better reviewed than their last tour. Right. Um, and, and Buck said it was the most fun that they've had. Like it was, it was all around good times. Yeah. Do you want to tell the story of your show that you went to? Yeah. I, uh, so me, uh, my friend Eric and my friend Zach, uh, who I talked about before, went and saw them in Schaumburg, Illinois. Um, I found the set list online actually, which is a trip. Yeah. Uh, you know, just to, to kind of see it, it was a really great show, um, you know, we had decent seats. We were a little bit far back, but I was still, you know, at this point, I was 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. So that uh it's not that, you know, that's old enough to go to a concert, but it's still kind of weird to go out of town. And, you know, I remember feeling like it was a big deal at the time mm-hmm. to go to this big kind of a stage show. Um Wilco opened. And oh. at the time, I was not a fan of Wilco. Awesome. Uh, wow, that's great. It, <laughs> I mean, it's it, like I wish I had spent more time appreciating it because they were they were touring, uh, I think, behind Summer Teeth yeah which in retrospect is my favorite wilco album like yeah. now that i've gotten more, yeah. more friendly it's like oh this is kind of pop wilco not like sat up their own ass alt country wilco right right and you know and, and i liked it but we were we were jackasses uh and didn't like them and then after songs uh we we yelled adequate uh a couple times at wilco. <laughs> oh jeez, no because <laughs> you know we it's were such, we were such some, nice boys come on <laughs> snide little shit yeah um <laughs> but it was really, it was really great. Uh, they played, you know, they played the deep cuts, they played the new stuff. At the yeah, time. yeah. I, I mean, like, I,
0: uh, like getting up there yeah. and playing Chicago would have to be a huge, like, huge
1: there, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was really, really cool. Um, there's, uh, I remember just being, uh, you know, because it was kind of the tail end of my like literal REM worship. Like, right. I still really like the band, but I wasn't, you know, jotting down visual elements from their videos anymore. Right. Um. But I just remember being very, very charmed by it. There's like a part um, where he's introducing before they played Day Sleeper, um, which I think I'd heard before because the single had been out, even though I hadn't had the album. Right. And he talks about the you know the bull and the bear marking their territory thing, and he, he talks about you know the stock market. And he did this little thing with his hands where he like made them into a little bull and a bear <laughs> and made them kind of walk around the globe like plop, plop, like shitting. Yeah. And stuff. And I remember thinking it was very like funny and cute. Yeah. Uh, and I bought a shirt. I had a REM Up shirt. Hmm. Uh, the, the concert which I don't remember what happened to it yeah but it was very good it was like a great show um first like big kind of amphitheatery concert I've been to and I'm glad I got got a shot I I think that like the the time to see them that would have been viable you know um or not viable but a really cool time to see them would have been during that weird uh they just released that um that thing when they were doing the demos for accelerate yeah in Dublin and they were playing all of the weird old reckoning and like mm-hmm. You know that would have been pretty neat too yeah uh but this this was very cool like it was i was glad i got a shot you know because yeah. i you know i missed bowie um you know i missed good pixies like i, I, missed, <laughs> I missed a lot of my favorite bands um right. you know when when i could have seen them so mm-hmm. no i'm envious
0: what was the kind of the, the the standout song standout performance for you
1: you know it's it's hard to remember okay like as you know is uh, uh almost 20 years ago so yeah. it's um you know it was uh but it was it was very really, you know i i love um they did Man on the Moon, which is really great. They ended with It's in the World as We Know It. Of course. Which is really great. I remember at the time feeling weirded out because a lot of the audience were like my age now. Like, there's a lot of people in, like, their 30s. Yeah. You know, and that felt weird, too. Like, and also, you know, as as mentioned, I was yelling at Wilco that they're adequate. Like, I was a totally different person. There was, there was a weird little shitness to me. So I was probably more put off by the fact that I was surrounded by all these oldos. Right, right. I remember smelling pot smoke and being surprised, like... It was like this R.E.M. wait a minute you know, concert or, yeah <laughs> you know now it's like that happens it's literally, literally yeah, all the
0: you, time you step out on the street and you smell it yeah yeah. So, yeah but
1: um yeah it was it was it was super cool like i it, i don't have as many memories of it as maybe i was i would like you mm-hmm. know uh but that's that's how things work when they're 20 years old yeah you know so <laughs> well yeah like i said I'm, I'm i'm envious that's really cool It's, it's uh, it was neat i'm really really happy to have done it
0: so mm-hmm. super cool yeah um, um so in rem around town uh let's talk about some things that were going on like since everybody's scattered to the winds there's less like athens antics and more yes. just you know some random stuff that happened concurrently so this
1: is around the time they're behind the music came out Mm-hmm. Uh, which i remember watching and, and still that ended up being the kind of joke that this doesn't have as much drama
0: <laughs> right you know, there's, as, as death, there's no then, drugs yeah yeah
1: it's not quite that onion that the they might be giants behind the music deals with John Linnell's harrowing Tetris addiction. It's, it's, it's not quite uh, to that level, but it's still I remember being like, we had like, you know, we had two tours that weren't that fun. And that, that's really it. Like
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Um, oh, have,
0: have you seen, uh, I think somebody posted it in the Slack, the, uh, the onion article, like REM's children try to try to get them to reunite.
1: Oh no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's another one. That's kind of along the similar lines. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, no, I, I I've not seen that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they did that. Um. You know. And they did. Uh. This is when that furry happy monsters thing came out that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think during the out of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um. I I liked this. I think that's. Yeah, it's, cute. it's super
0: cute. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Uh, they, they they talk about it in terms of being a kid song anyway. Nobody will listen to me when I say it's more melancholy than that yeah. despite how loud i yell it to everybody who passes by um but yeah it's a cute video and like that's you know one of those one of those things that is a good thing for an artist to do
1: is to it's got that um that little kate pearson muppet uh-huh which is great, yeah. and then like uh, Peter Buck kind of looking a little too cool, a little too bored for it, but like uh-huh. he looks like he's trying to suppress a smile for the entire
0: time. <laughs> yep, and Mills is just into it; like he's down mugging to mugging to the Muppets as he
1: yeah. seems to it. It's real good. Yeah, um, and this this kind of when they did that, it's um, you know, it it could have been in response to kind of these flagging album sales, right? You know, it's part of it's along with the tour where it's like they were doing these kind of like kind of neat things that were getting them out there. Mm-hmm. That uh, you would do if you're trying to prop up a, a sagging album,
0: right? You know, but if you didn't have a sagging album, it would just be considered something a band at that point in their career would do. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. The, the 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 poor sales kind
1: of recontextualize a lot of this. Yes, to be yeah. to be a little bit less charitable. Yeah. yeah. Um. Michael Stipe's production company, so Single Cell, um, after doing uh, Velvet Goldmine,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, released Being John Malkovich. I had no idea He's- that he was involved in that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember uh, seeing that at some point when I saw that movie, and like being John Malkovich is great. Oh, it's awesome! It, it, up, it, it is one of on the movie. most unpleasant works of art I think I've experienced. Yeah. Um but I love it for that reason. Yeah, it's 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 very good. Yeah, um, it's a very funny and interesting movie. Yeah, about terrible terrible people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no there's no heroes in it. No. Like it's it's you know you can't uh, you can't lock you know <laughs> yeah. uh, uh what's you can't right lock Cameron cage? Diaz in a cage. Cameron Diaz in a cage and have it be okay, and then also have you know, uh, the person who is against that character also be a shit. Like, right. ostensibly, our protagonist locks Cameron Diaz in a cage, which is not okay. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, he also gets the most existentially miserable punishment, like imaginable. Oh, Jesus. Like, yeah, you know, that's so like it's like stuff in nightmares, uh, yeah. Yeah, nobody, nobody ends up coming off very well. Right. Like, maybe Cameron Diaz, but not even then. Right. You know, the only hero is John Malkovich, and he loses his identity. Right. Um. You know, so there's a uh, – it's no good. Right. Yeah, but it's – I had no idea. Charlie, Charlie Sheen's the hero of that movie. <laughs> yep. Machine. I'll um, <laughs> um, yeah. so let's, uh, let's get in the record. Let's
0: do it. Um, yeah. Man, oh man, this is a bad way to begin the record.
1: I, I hate this song, this man. This is so like, bad. Like a lot of people, I was kind of, ha- I wasn't sure where you're going to fall on it. And no. I know people on our Slack like like it. Uh huh. Um, it, feel, it feels very much like baby's first, like, I can experiment in the studio to me, though. Yeah. You know, like, let's just kind of like I, I, I scared, like I was in a bunch of bands where somebody wanted to do something like this and I had to tell them not to. Right. This is a like, burner.
0: Like, you, yeah, like you,
1: you you do this
0: to get the poison out.
1: And yeah, and then they put it again in their first track because they are, you know, impish and and contrarian. Yeah. Um, so this is Airport Man is what we're talking about, Um, which and, and also it has lyrics <laughs> Um, and it should not you really shouldn't.
0: No, because yeah. the lyrics are just describing a person in an airport as though he is the airport itself.
1: Yeah, like moving, you know, kind of moving through an airport, you know, just some, some kind of, but it, it, the kind of breathy, like soft lyrics mm-hmm. still sound more organic in, you know, in the face of the sound palette uh-huh. kind of thing under them to where it still feels out of place to me. Yeah. Um, They're not new. And it's, to- it's four and a
0: half minutes, man. <laughs> it's way too long.
1: Yeah like this is uh this is a bummer to me.
0: Um yeah. my, my, Mike Mills and talking about this and like oh we opened this with the album with that by you know the signpost it, to say hey this way of madness
1: lies. But it's not like anything else on the album. <laughs> it, it's also not as innovative as he's presenting it. Like right. it feel it clings on the REM oeuvre like it is not like an REM song. But this by no means like you know there there are, there are bands that do this entire their entire Time, Like, this is what they do. Right. You know, this is not innovative in terms of music.
0: No, it's It's like this is them. You're not.
1: It's them being a tourist a little bit. Yes. Yeah. And that that's kind of why it seems kind of shitty and bad to me. Yeah. Like it's like this. I'm sure this is kind of impressive and fun to you guys. But as a listener, like there are just whole bands that do this that I could listen to that do it better. Right. They're, you know? they're, they're
0: no strangers to putting strange stuff at the front of their albums. You know, just last episode we lauded how the West was won and where it got yeah. us, or two episodes ago rather. Like that, you know, is a good way to do this. This just has no pulse, no life. It is just texture, and that's probably why you think I would. You know, why you were uncertain because I generally mm-hmm. you know praise stuff for that. I, I I don't come to REM for
1: that. Like you you, know, yeah.
0: you, you go to different stores for different things.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and and it, it's it, it's um it is a texture you know it is just kind of textural but it's not nearly as rich as like you know i think that they think it is right. as well even within just the kind of a genre like if you listen to this like all the way through which is it is something i regularly skip yeah yeah um it's not like it reveals like really really intense subtleties as it goes yeah you know that the weird kind of like fuzzy romp, romp, like bass that kind of comes in on mm-hmm. that rhythm yeah. i think is kind of interesting yeah Everything else just sounds very like I don't know. If if they built something off of
0: that kind of like airport alert sound that they that they do occasionally, yeah. I could see that doing good. Like yeah. like g- give it some kind of through line or spine on that. The fact that it's just repeated at kind of rhythmic intervals is is a real bummer and kind of a, a waste of potential because you could use that as a starting point. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. You th- this is this is. Um, I mean, it may as well not even be a song. Like, and yeah. it wouldn't bother me if it was a throwaway thing like near the the back third of the album. Yeah, or if this was you know? the
0: end of the first side, you know.
1: Something, yeah, something like that. Like, you could have placed it differently. And I get the point. The point is the placement, but I just think it misses the point. Yeah. Um, luckily, it doesn't, like, continue. Like, it is such a – so the next song is Lotus, mm-hmm. which is – i don't think this is like an all-time classic or anything right but imagine this sequencing if it went from airport man to suspicion oh geez like th- this <laughs> i, way, I like, like
0: suspicion just fine but yeah like yeah oh, you could do it like <laughs> this body has no blood in it what
1: happened <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's a riddle like this body in a cabin with no doors it has no blood there's an ice there's a puddle on the ground you know like it would have been uh the album would have been like that would have been too aggressive yeah uh, to me so at the very like this is by far the most awake song on the album yeah um and it i think this is a perfectly fine song i used yeah. to not like it in revisiting like i kind of like this song
0: yeah it's it, it, it's hard on initial listen to get past um michael stipe's vocal delivery which is like mm-hmm. he's he's working out the last of his monster sass with this yeah. it feels like
1: it's all sass <laughs> On it, dip, flam, <laughs> flam. Like, I eat the Lotus. Yeah. And, and that also that like, I eat the Lotus. Like my very first high school band was called the Lotus Eaters uh-huh. because that was like a thing that you, when you learn about that, you're like, man, it's about drugs, you know? And like, <laughs> it's about society being like too eating, trapped in its head. Eating the Lotus is, is a very high school metaphor right? to me. Like there are some like good lyrics in this yeah. that are, that are kind of cool, Um and some deliveries that I also like, you know, so like there's, um, you know, that we like the, the, the third rain, mm-hmm. when he does that rain where he like really does the real soul kind of like puts four syllables or five you know notes in rain. Yeah. Um, I really dig that. Yeah. Um, you know, so there are some, some cool things. <laughs> I love the but... line that
0: monkey died for my grin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's cool. There's cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I like that dot, dot, dot. And I feel fine because if you're spelling out punctuation like you're always going to win me over right <laughs> or pronouncing
0: you know that, that that's a real thing for you anything that like in intimates the structure of, yeah
1: real uh, really into form and, and syntax kind of playing with yeah yeah
0: And we we share that in common i'm just yeah. calling it out because Dude, you're always the first to jump on it but i did it, include that in notes like it's a good it's it's a good callback like i like that
1: self-referential side of it too and and even you know it's it's got that that part but it's also um i love the like where it's like you know the store storefront window i reflect Just last week, I was merely heck. Um, Like Mm -hmm. the idea of that, like I am hell, Uh and then I I used to be heck Uh again. Kind of like using those, those, (laughs) the severity of the language and how much how taboo it is to kind of indicate severity or amount Mm -hmm. um, is very very like cool to me. Like I think that's great. Yeah, Um, and I even like you know like if they were
0: making a play in the sequencing to have Airport Man lull you to sleep and then open you up with that. Hey hey, yeah. (laughs) Hey! Hey! Yeah, yeah. I
1: did a little bit of a um, radius on there. I'm sorry. <laughs> God, it's, it's okay. Um. Yeah, like per- perfectly fine. Uh, single that I think suffers from like, you know, kind of stronger verses than choruses.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? Like the like the chorus. I like that it dips into this minor key. I think that's a that that is a good choice. You know, for an mm-hmm. REM. Um. But but yeah, the verses I think are much more interesting because it is a little bit more of like that nonsense rhyme kind of thing.
1: It, it, the verses are, it's a weird chord progression too. That's like very major. Like it's like A C D F I think, mm-hmm. which is like, they sound fine together, but they don't sound like REM. Right. You know, so it's like the, the chorus to this sounds like an REM verse mm-hmm. and the verse sounds like an REM chorus. Like it's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So, and it's the only rock song in the album. Like it was really definitively like a rock song. Like there's some songs, with the rocking elements later, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Um, pretty good. Uh, the video for this, it doesn't really do that much for me. It's Mm-mm. them performing in abject spaces. It's fine. Like, just interesting imagery. I like the idea of
1: Mike Mills being stuck in a cube. <laughs> I enjoy that, too. I'd like to get a pair of D, D Mills, a <laughs> 2D Mills, and just snake eyes. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it also has a bunch of, like, uh, there's, like, interviews with the director that are kind of embarrassing, where, like, they talk about how Mike Michael Saip, like, exudes sex. You know, because he's he like like leans on. He does like a lot of like leaning on a stool in a sexy way. He's shirtless. You know, it's kind of like grotesquely colored, but it is supposed to be kind of sexual. Yeah, in a way that's like a little bit weird to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, the fourth single. So you know, we're all singles all the time for the, the very beginning of this. Right. Uh, is uh, suspicion as we mentioned? Yes. Uh, this is yeah. fine. Um,
0: I, I, like this as kind of like a softer, you know, it's good. Like this is kind of easing us into roughly the tone and tempo of the rest of the album.
2: Mm-hmm. I think
0: uh, like this is where it establishes itself. Um, Peter Buck wanted this to be the first single, but after "Ebo the letter, he decided to let other yeah. people choose that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, it's incredibly like sedate and kind of, uh, murky in a way, um, that to me, like kind of actually portends a little bit of a reveal where like the parts that come out and I end up liking kind of always surprise me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can listen to the beginning of this where it is just really kind of droning back and forth between some chords. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of drone to it and I can get kind of lulled. And then when it actually breaks out of it and go, you know, goes into the chorus and, and the melody starts rising a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm always kind of surprised. Like, Oh, I actually do like this song. Yeah. Um. You know, it just, it, is like comes, it gets its head above water, and then like kind of dunks below water, and kind of plays yeah. with it, like very close to that line. The, the, both
0: of these albums share a similar structural problem, I think, which is mm. they they ascribe too much to like we need to have rising and falling action, yeah, for this as opposed to starting at the point of highest interest. Because if you have four minutes to make a point, you know, like that's not a lot of time. <laughs> so yeah. but just kind of like it it starts simple and then builds. Um, and it, I I just, I I really wish that they had chosen to, you know, again, cut in at the point of highest interest, bring a little bit more, you know, film or cinema to this. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, I think that's, that's extreme and reveal. Yes. Um, and, and the, um, you know, and even songs I like, like, this is not, I was surprised by how much. I grew to, to kind of like reveal on revisit, you know, this is not me bashing reveal.
0: No, no. Uh, and I, 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 but, I, I like reveal an awful lot. So like, we're not no. like bristling up against each no, other. No, no. I, yeah.
1: I, I like it. Le- I think I like it less than you. I like oh, it yeah. less than this album, but I don't dislike it as much as I thought I would yeah. uh, on revisit. It's just, this is that kind of uh kind of thing. This is also, uh, you know, the lyrics are real on the nose. Yeah. In a way I don't, I really don't like, Mm-hmm. um, you know, it's kind of it's like kind of a care. It's like half character, half like just stating some things that sound like lyrics. Yeah. Look into my um, eyes.
0: They hypnotize the lights, the drink.
1: <laughs> yeah. The just little carry rhymes. Away. It's like mm, mm. even just, you know, now my suspicions on the rise and the song is called suspicion. Yeah. Um, it's very direct. Uh, yeah. You know like i i like the mood that it's driving at like it feels very
0: uncertain and i think that rem is very good when they are expressing that kind of uh just existential timidity to it mm-hmm. um but yeah you're you're right it is it is delivered with a little bit less english than i would than i would prefer
1: yeah yeah i would, I would just like a little bit more kind of uh nuance or intrigue yeah. to the lyrics you know not just that mood and like the when this mood does kind of carry through to the rest of the album which it doesn't you know entirely like there are lots of breaks from it but uh-huh. you know as we've mentioned like for me rem or, or variety rem is best rem right uh consistent album rem is usually less good yeah. you know and this this is very much of a there are a couple breaks but this is very much of a like let's just do a 110 bpm kind of slow album for the whole thing and make something you can put on in the background and not notice it's there yeah you know, which is not what I, get yeah, I mean and,
0: and that being intentional doesn't absolve it,
1: yeah it's it, it's a it but it it means it's a choice that i just don't I don't care for right, more than right. Anything, you know um so we do again, we're on these little like go to sleep wake up cycles, you know <laughs> because uh, suspicion tries to you to sleep and then hope is another like thing that if not a rocker, is at least kind of upbeat,
0: yeah, yeah, this opens up as some kind of classic uh happy computer music, like this yeah. sounds this sounds like early
1: postal service to me. That, that's a good way to put it yeah. yeah the um there's this little riff that is cheekily kind of like taking off of this uh this Leonard Cohen song called Suzanne mm-hmm. um which I didn't really know until I was doing research for this but that's a good Leonard Cohen song it's a very good Leonard Cohen uh, song like Leonard Cohen is good <laughs> yeah um and uh the lyrics take the same kind of cadence so much yeah. so that they give it a credit uh in the in this in the REM song which is good yeah yeah
0: um i like the song a lot me too yeah um you know it's uh, it's got no structure to it like there's there there there's very little in the way of like verse chorus verse it's pretty much like a stream of conscious consciousness like you know just line to line to line there are some melodies or structures that are repeated but it Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't follow like a typical uh, pop song construction
1: not not even remotely yeah um you know and it's uh the lyrics kind of go from you know this this sidesteps the two kind of like lyrical modes of this this album by being this kind of stream of consciousness statement uh, in, of of sentences in the second person, right? Kind of describing a character, but the character is kind of all over the place, right? Right. In a way, and this is the only place where I feel like that religion technology theming, yeah, comes through. They did the um, same to Matthew, and he, and he bled till Sunday night. Like. Yeah, but and all the lyrics, are, and then it becomes about DNA splicing. Like it's, right. it's very sci-fi and pulpy in a way that R.E.M. doesn't really do, right? Um. But it, I think actually really works. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it gets a little monotonous. Like, I like this song. It is four minutes of this kind of unrelenting... Do, 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 yeah, do, do, like, do, do. that riff and this lyric and this cadence for yeah. a really
0: long time. Like, Yeah. Um, and by the time they break out of that, it's to descend into this kind of similarly monotonous chaos at yeah. um, the outro. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, it's it's a kind of thing where it is very good, but I think it could have been great if it were paired with another like another part or made as part of like a more conventional song Mm -hmm. or just kind of like organically moved somewhere new
0: faster yeah and this is the point where i'll be predictable me and say that that uh that monotony um
1: helps set off some of the some of the textural stuff that changes around it Yeah. yeah i mean it's 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 very subtle yeah, like the textural stuff. Like they do add some things to it. So there's like some chimes and stuff. Like I feel like that. You know, we just have a bunch of weirdo keyboards that get to use for one part. Yep. Ninety percent of it's in this song. <laughs> you know, like if, if something just go, you know, at some point in the in the right. Like <laughs> wait a minute, we have like, to it, we have to let the Casio fart. <laughs> yeah, like you know, let load up fart dot wave onto the Mellotron and like let's just <laughs> hit that. You know, and that happens in this in the song. So it, it's it's not it's something I rarely get to the end of, even though I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and part a lot of that like is active listening, like because it is lyric based. Yes. Um, and and part of that is like finding any port in a storm, like in this record, which I think is kind of weak <laughs> lyrically in general. Right. Um, yeah. next song, uh, third single, third single, yes. Um, yeah. at my most beautiful. This is the song they dedicated to Bill Berry uh, yes. when he came up on stage.
0: Yeah, um, and that makes sense because it is very much a Beach Boys tribute. You know, the original track, uh, like the keyboard and some of the bass, was done by Mike Mills. Um, Peter Buck noticed the similarity and then really decided to lean into it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and you know, Michael Sipe never liked the Beach Boys. <laughs> um, he talks about writing this and kind of uh, lyrically as kind of a you know a favor to his buddies. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of a tribute, and I end up really liking this um, quite a bit. Yeah, it is really direct. Like the lyrics are not obfuscated or anything, but it's not um, like a direct love song, at least still has kind of a point. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't just feel like I'm reading some turns of phrase that sound like, again, like sound like lyrics being said.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a little bit of that technology into this too. Like it's about a distance relationship being done, mm-hmm. you know, over phone and by email and things like that. Yeah. Um, And, you know, this, this feels, you know, like a Mike Mills piano composition. This is very. Um, electro to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's very pretty. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's like a very beautiful song. Like melodically, this is very nice. Yeah. Um, and it's also one of my, uh, favorite videos they've done. It's very good where it's like, it's real clever. You know, it's, it's they, uh, it's REM is hanging out. They're fine. And there's this woman having a real shitty day, like going to go audition for the cello part for this song. Yep. (laughs) You know, um, comes in, they let her play. She does that one thing and then leaves. Uh huh. You know, so like the idea of the you know it's interesting to kind of draw a line under the fact that these songs are sometimes made from people who have their entire lives but only come and contribute that one little thing mm-hmm. you know to the to the record like
0: yeah you know it's a it's a very pretty video um it's yeah. it's kind of i mean New York is a very often you know it's filmed very often they make it look very
1: attractive in this
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> despite the fact that everything happened to this woman is just the worst,
1: yeah, yeah, you know, just like kind of a shitty day um. Yeah, I end up I end up really liking this the song. Yeah,
0: quite a bit. No, it's very good. It's it's kind of shallow, um, but it's a bit of a departure. Like the like going from hope into this, it's very very striking. Like this doesn't yeah this doesn't sound like the stereotypical impression of up.
1: Right, right, right. But it also doesn't sound like a stereotypical RAM song either. Right. You know, and that's what's kind of kind of cool about it. We're still working in these little pairs of like. Every song kind of comments on the last. Uh-huh. Um, this ends with the next duo, which are two songs that are kind of similar. Right, that don't right. This feel is, like they wake up from another. The, 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 this is this is the sardonic duet. Yes. Um. <laughs> yeah, I love these two characters. Uh, the, the two classic uh, the classic Western. Yep. What, what adventures will the Apologist and the Sad Professor get into next? <laughs> like, oh boy
0: yeah like let's just uh let's yeah. do a one two five i just want to stay
1: home and drink well i'm sorry uh, <laughs> can
0: you tell how much i mean it i'm fucking sorry okay yeah. fine <laughs> you made me say it you made me say it and that means it means more than anything right mm-hmm. oh yeah um the apologist feels like Ariane doing self-parody to me
1: Oh yeah, talk on that a little bit. <laughs> um, it's the it's
0: the chorus. Like it feels very self reflexive of uh, South Central Rain. You know, like the fact that again, you know they 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 did in their early years. You know, kind of lean. And by early years, I mean probably up through uh, Out of Time and Automatic for the People. Lean on this kind of tentative uncertainty. Um, and now they are kind of like leaning into it with a character who feigns. This kind of deference, but is in reality just this kind of, just kind of rotten inside. It's a real dick simulator.
1: <laughs> like it's a it's a real it's a real just like what if there was a real asshole, <laughs> right? You know, and it comes down. It's it's kind of interesting because it comes down. You know, he's written like un, really unpleasant characters before, right? But it's so rare that it's this complete, like the the vocal you know, the literal delivery is so sneering. I'm sorry. You know, you know, so sorry. Well, and then also the, just like the, um, the weird only happens one time in the whole song. The like, all is good. You know, I'm good. All is good. Mm-hmm. All is well, no complaints, a little sing songy, like mocking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thing. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, it's, it's a real, like, what if there was an asshole? Yeah. As a character study, it accomplishes its goal. Yeah, um, it's a real, it's a real asshole. Like, um, and it also has the 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 um, diad, you know, the, the couplet of lyrics. Uh, like, I live a simple life, unfettered by complex sweets, and that's just like a really great combination of syllables. Oh my gosh, unfettered have, by complex sweets. We
0: have all had that person in our uh, Twitter replies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, this is this is the uh, it's written from the guy who doesn't like TV from Mister Show. Like. Um, oh geez. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Is this released on megaphone? Yeah. <laughs> the only purest music. Um <laughs> wait, you beat a digital audio tape. <laughs> <a> da- <laughs> um you know, and then even just down to the end, like it, it commits to the bit. Yeah. <laughs> like thank you for being there for like it's all sarcastic for being there for me. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. You yeah. know, it is uh it's <laughs> it's kind of one note. Um, yeah very much so i mean just like the, yeah. the, the the guitar is just this
0: kind of menacing electric hum it breaks out yeah. for a melody but like everything is just boom and dark
1: yeah yeah um i don't you know i don't i don't dislike this song it is uh it's a little middle of the road for me as far as a listening experience yeah you know um i kind of wish that it's weird because i wish this had more going on in it yeah like this and the next one i feel I like could have you know like save some of some of that production flourish and spread it out a little bit as opposed to doing things that are just very stripped down mm-hmm. or very maximal. Right. Um Yeah. I don't know. I like the chorus on this one an awful lot. <laughs> and that mm-hmm. and that gets me through I'll wait for it. But Yeah. It's I mean it's a good song. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's it ends up being a like a B a B zone for me. Yeah, yeah. Um Wait a minute. And then, <laughs> wait a minute, you're going to zones other than R? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Some Jacuzzi. young. laughs> it' but it's the Buck Bumblebee zone. Okay, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, I think "Sad Professor" is a little bit more successful, yes. uh, in a character study and as a song. A little bit I more think. textured, uh, yeah. more complex.
0: And, yeah, uh, while still being incredibly on the nose.
1: It's it's super on the nose, but I have to take a moment to recognize how "Sad Professor" as a description for a drunk. Yep. is really perfect like everybody knows this guy at the bar who's like oh here comes sad professor like Ooh. that's actually very good <laughs> like that yeah. is a mode of drunkenness that uh we have all indulged in
0: oh yeah i definitely i uh, so i, I my, my, my drunk is okay here's cole functional here is yeah. cole um very happy um, and very mm-hmm. effusive, and then calls into the sad professor, who's a walking yeah. a walking dictionary who vomits.
1: Yeah, walking <laughs> walking dictionary of self pity who yeah. like vomits information and and like this is very on the nose or like very one note, but the it's a little bit more storytelling. Uh huh. You know, because it it's got elements that are not just from the first person, and it does a little bit of that. You know, messing with the form.
0: Yeah, like it you it, know, like it the, stops and re racks. Like you know, like yeah. that, that that construction of dear readers is. Yeah, very dear good.
1: readers like is, is very good. And then just that like, you know, uh uh the chorus of this, which is not like a sing along chorus as far as the, the contents go. No. It feels like just kind of part of the verse, but it's a good chorus, like mm-hmm. on its own. Um and the delivery is really, really good. Like um the documentary spends a lot of time on the delivery of the word jumped. Uh huh in this and it is very like it's great like mm-hmm. it's a great performance. Yeah. Um that is a really really cool way to sing that line. Yeah. I think. It's it's interesting to watch Michael Stipe
0: at the microphone in the studio compared to in when, when he's performing live. Mm-hmm. They, they 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 seem like very different modes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. But again, it's like you know we had what if there was a dickhead, now we have what if there was a drunk. <laughs> these are very very direct character studies. Um, and, and there's not a whole lot to them other than that. Even there's a little bit more to this, that elevates it a bit. And I think it's melodically a little bit stronger. Of course. Yeah. Um, It like during the, uh, but, uh, it still has that kind of stripped down nature that I wish it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. They, right. they, they could have brought a little bit more body to this. I think. Yeah. Body is a good way to put it.
0: Yeah. Um, moving on to you're in the air. Uh, boy, this kind of lays flat.
1: <laughs> I, I like this song a whole lot. Oh yeah. Huh? Um, yeah it is, it's all like texture stuff before the, the kind of the chorus part. Okay. Um, you know, we're like, you know, I'm, I'm lost again. That, that little sweeping melody that comes through, like yeah. that uh, they do a lot of um, this is, this is us doing freaky Friday stuff, but <laughs> they add a lot of weird, like on headphones. That's very cool. They add a lot of weird little keyboard flourishes to it. Yeah. And I think that the, uh, the actual, like, and again, this is none of this is lyrically really like, Lyrically, I don't care for this too much, but the actual melody of the chorus that it goes higher than you think it's going to, mm-hmm. it feels like for me, like he stretches a little bit further. In the air. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's a really like he goes from very low to, you know, I yeah. like that art quite a bit. Yeah, um, the verses are pretty boring.
0: Yeah, I think that's what I'm what, what I'm like pinning to when I say this kind of lays flat. I like the chorus an awful lot. Um, I think the thing that saves the verses is the fact that this is probably some of the most interesting string work.
1: That happens. That's, yeah, that's Funny what I'm album. talking about. That's yeah. like the, you know, that little thing that happens at the end of the verse as it leads into the chorus. Yeah. No. Um, there's just a that really great little string melody that goes from high to low. And there's like a lot of weird synthesizers in there that only really come through if you're listening yeah. with, you know, in stereo. Yeah. Man, uh, I
0: don't know that like, I don't know that I've, that I've listened to this on headphones. I'm positive. I have, but it, it's never a good one. If, if
1: you go yeah. back and, and this is one of the ones where it stands out a lot for me, Yeah, I may end up having to go do that. Yeah. yeah. Um it's still you know it's the the lyrics themselves as far as you know the verses are not particularly great yeah yeah um and it it's also um all of these songs this lower tempo you know they're all three verse songs right uh, which is pretty standard for R E M um but the this lower tempo means that like this this album and the next album, all of these songs could stand to be two minutes shorter. Oh yeah, or like a minute and a half shorter. Like they're all like four to five minute pop songs. Yeah,
0: there's no there's no need for these for these albums themselves to be uh, an hour and longer. Yeah, like they m- forty five minutes, man. Come on,
1: <laughs> they all really like they really do like every song on this album, the next one. I feel like makes its point and then goes on for two more minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one to two more minutes, and like this is that happens in this song too. Which like again, I read you know. That uh, that little flourish between the, be, before the chorus is probably my favorite like moment on the record. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's very very good, um, but it just keeps going. Yeah, yeah, you know, back into in that uh, into the the kind of verse slog. I feel like this album and, and the next one is where R.E.M. forgot how to make catchy verses. Mm-hmm. Like there are a couple of them where they do it, but it's like it's like man, you guys, you know, used to just be able to have these verses that were as exactly as compelling as the chorus. Yeah, you know, you look at something like Harbor Coat. Um, and those verses are great, uh-huh. you know, like it's not just, uh, waiting for the part where it comes alive, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. Yeah.
0: And you know, it's, it's tempting to say, oh, it was Bill Berry that brought that,
1: but probably not. Probably <laughs> not. I, I think, I think it is that, um, that leaning into trying to let texture do more heavy lifting than maybe it can. Right. You know, like texture is always going to be, uh, like texture, right. You know, like it's right there on the word, like it is, is not meant to, be a structural thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's, it it can help. It's always like a great plus one to Mm -hmm. something. But when you, when you just like lay everything on texture with a couple exceptions, like you can do that. But I feel like a lot of these verses kind of do that. Yeah. I'm just kind of put, you know, let it all ride on that. Mm -hmm. Um, in a way that like, doesn't help a whole lot. no, um, so that's the end of the side, the first song on the second side, the downside, which like, come on guys, a <laughs> little, little on the nose. Like we, we know what you're going to do. There is a, a song called walk Unafraid." Yes. Um,
0: and this was inspired by Patty Smith, I think, giving, uh, Michael Stipe some advice about, you know, proceeding without bill.
1: Yeah. Um, lyrically specifically, like when he yeah. was going through his, uh, his writer's block period with us. Yeah. Um, and this
0: is a very undistinct song. <laughs> I, I have a real hard time with this one. It's very um it, it just like I I wish there was something more to grab onto than the percussion. Um if it, it, it feels like everything that the, they indulged maybe too much in the texture to where it became mud.
1: Yeah. It 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 does that. It the interesting thing about this to me is the way that it climbs out, you know, cuz it's so foreb- it goes from foreboding to like kind of upbeat. Mm-hmm. Um in a way that is subtle and not super clingy. Um, lyrically, I think this is one of the worst songs that he's written. Yeah. Um, this is so, uh, high school on the nose. Like, so I'm going to, I'm just going to read some lyrics. Okay. We're, we're going to go from here. I've got genius open, so I can read this. I'm going to go from <laughs> verse two through pre-chorus two. Okay. Okay. Uh, say, and this is in parentheses. So like, imagine a probably a school teacher, uh, right. saying this, some kind of authority figure, uh, they say, keep within the boundaries. If you want to play, say contradictionally makes it hard- harder how can I be what I want to be when all I want to do is strip away these stilled constraints. Mm. So it's like, it's, it's every like high school student. And then, uh, and crush the charade, shred this sad masquerade. Like, I feel like it should be illegal to rhyme charade and masquerade. <laughs> um, I don't need no persuading. I'll trip fall, pick myself up and walk unafraid. but no, I'll be clumsy instead. Like it is so like high school Anthem. Yeah. Uh, thing that this just drives me nuts. Yep. like, Man, I just I feel like you're better than this, you know, <laughs> um, and he like he'll indulge in this kind of thing later in a way that like has me a little distance or is a little less like sincere and makes it work for me. Mm-hmm. Like um like way later, like when you get to Accelerate, like when I first heard Supernatural, Super Serious, like the single from that, like that's a very sincere kind of dorky song about yeah. this, this kind of thing. But it has a little bit more like distance to it. It sounds less like a successory.
0: Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Um
1: and it feels less
0: like I don't know, like maybe don't if, if you're trying to move on, don't dwell is the is, yeah. is, is is part of the thing here. Like I'm just I'm gonna do more 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 reading here. Uh pre three. And if you see familiarity, then celebrate the contradiction. Help me when I fall to walk unafraid. Like, okay, like if you see the old REM in this, like understand like that that is set against what we want to be. It's like if it, it feels very self indulgent to
1: me. Yeah. Yeah. Very very self indulgent and kind of self- celebratory of like a transitional time without any kind of awareness
2: yeah.
1: of that in a weird way like it's not you know i don't i don't hate this song as a whole but i do think that lyrically like it really bums me out yeah um yeah yeah and like
0: if that piece of advice helped him break through you know and We're and, and, and right day, day sleeper that's fine but again like, there, like there's a certain amount of this like oh that should be a burner yeah yep yeah like like, this feels like it is on the it, it is a stop on the way to something that accomplishes what that song is explicitly saying they are trying to
1: do right 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 like accomplishes it musically and then lyrically the reason what they're trying to do is not just you know say the the situation like this excuse me it reminds me a little bit of like in writing classes, when people write a short story about having to come up with a short story, right. You know, it like has a little bit of a feeling of that, you know, like, yeah. And like he's writing about his process (laughs) in a way that that's never like as interesting as people think, you know, I think it's going to be when they write about it. Unless it's the movie adaptation,
0: it is not as interesting as you think.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like you have to play with it, Right. you know, like you can't just like present it. whole hog. and again, that just kind of that successories positivity Mm -hmm. without question thing is just very hard for me to, to swallow. Yeah. Um, the next song is a, uh, why not smile?
0: Yeah. Uh, which um, is them saying, Hey, what
1: if there was an electric harpsichord? I think the electric harpsichord's pretty nice in this. Yeah. Like, I think that this is a weird, like to me, a weird counterpoint to At my most beautiful. Okay. Um, as far as like kind of melody and that kind of baroque, uh, you know, kind of orchestra hall, uh, studiousness, like stateliness. Yeah. Yeah. To the song. Um, and it's, you know, I, I don't, like the the chorus part of this Mm -hmm. you know i don't like that you've been sad for a while why not smile like it's so sing-songy and like yeah well i'm embarrassed to be around it i'm
0: I'm also philosophically just completely opposed to the sentiment here like oh you 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 have a medical you have a medical psychological problem
1: okay well have you tried smiling have you tried not being sad it's yeah yeah (laughs) it it feels a little bit like that for sure and then hidden in this are like you know i feel like feeling like a cartoon brick wall is a really really good yeah lyric you know there's like this tiny little smidgen Mm -hmm. of something like better you know that that just doesn't uh, doesn't come through in the rest of it musically this like does it for me okay like i think this is very pretty so i end up liking the song yeah it's also short it's very short yeah yeah so that works in its favor on us you know on on an album full of four four minute plus songs you know yeah yeah Yeah. there's some kind of neat synthesizers and stuff that come through so it ends up being like a b like this this album has a lot of b's with some moments of a (laughs) <laughs> in there you know in in uh in individual songs gotta
0: be with a minor in a yeah
1: yeah yep yep um but yeah like it ends up you know being relatively non-offensive to me mm-hmm. um but lyrically lets me down right yeah. um let's talk um, about the a let's talk about the biggest day on this yeah this is i mean it's, i hate keep coming through but for the next three albums i'm going to talk about how the singles are the best songs on the album pretty much <laughs> right. uh because you know it, it's unquestionable for around the sun but here i think it's pretty arguable that this is the best song on this album too oh yeah definitely um which makes me feel a little bit like a you know a, a, a basic bitch so to speak <laughs> but the uh <laughs> bit, I I, how uncomfortable you were at saying that well I so somebody I somebody actually told me what the so like oh like normies are things that just neo-nazis and and shitty you know you don't say that word because it's a 4chan thing and I was like oh All so right. I can't say normie but I need to describe like you know the the sentiment so I need something for it that I can right. say, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I guess like square, you know, it would, would be it, but that doesn't, I don't like using 50 slang. Yeah. That feels weird and anachronistic to me. So, right, right. you know, uh, you know, a basic B or a, AKA a normie. I know it makes me feel very commercial to like the singles the best, but I think right. that's partly REM choosing really good singles. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, cause this song is great. I think this is actually the last a plus like REM single and maybe the last a plus REM song to me. Oh, what wow. happens like huh. a plus a hundred. Like this is very, very good. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm shocked to hear that when we're staring
0: right down the barrel of imitation of life.
1: Imitation of life is very good. I like this better. Oh. Imitation of life is much more REM does REM. I think this is still experimental enough Yeah. to be like, you know, yeah. a little bit more like exploratory too.
0: Yeah. This had, this
1: has some of like, this is very new adventures in hi-fi. Imitation of life is like an A to me. Yeah. Like I love that song too. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong. And and you know what? Uh fucking uh what is it? Um the, the song for Man on the Moon. That's also an A. I love that Oh so yeah, the
0: Great is fucking amazing. That's yeah. great.
1: But I think this is as far as like a little bit of that exploratory nature, like I really, 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 really love Day Sleeper. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. So let's let's talk about it. Um, yeah. this is the first single uh from the record and probably the only one that a lot of people heard mm-hmm. you know, a song from this record. <laughs> yeah. Um, still didn't do that
0: great, though. No, it didn't break top 50 in America. Uh, that was mm-hmm. the first time that has happened, um, I think, at this point in roughly 15 years for them uh, since Life Search, life Search Pageant.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um, mean, it's inspired. So Michael Sipe was in New York uh, walking down uh, stairs outside an apartment and somebody put on their door a day sleeper. Mm-hmm. Um, just a thing. And he started thinking about, um, you know, one, like just being so disruptive to this person's life. Um, and then also this idea of like the work a day life and how one kind of feeds into the other, you know, like Mm -hmm. you, you go to sleep to support your work, which you do to support so you, you know, you can sleep. Yep. So you have a place to sleep. Yeah. There's, there's kind of a relationship between those two things. Um, and I think he executes that really, really well. Yeah. Um, this does not feel, you know, like a shitty character song, like a very direct character song, nor does it feel like this is full of generic lyrics. Like, no, I think this is lyrically very strong.
2: Yeah.
1: How, how good, like how, you know move to the head of the class. Creative writing is headache gray, mm-hmm. like headache as a descriptor for gray.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like that's very good. It's, it's, it's incredibly good. Uh, Hong, Hong Kong is present. Tai, Taipei awakes just yeah. like, Oh, like you, you are still, you are still active and aware, you know, when half around, halfway around the world, you
1: know, everything yeah. is there. Like you were just so out of sync with the rest of everything else. Yep. Yeah. Um, it is very like, like what it's about is something that's very simple. Right, but it just go, goes about it in a really interesting way, and also is just like melodically very, very strong. Oh yeah, um, you know the the little uh, it's in this this kind of three thing that's a little bit like Half a World Away or Trying Not to Breathe, mm-hmm. um, and the, this kind of swing uh, to it. Yeah, um, it also like kind of inhales and exhales mm-hmm. as it goes. You know, um, it like you know it gets into this like you know this big very sweeping chorus that I think is very majestic, and then like things die down to almost nothing mm-hmm. you know to go back into the verse in a way that like is like an ocean wave or like the tides or like these other you know it, it uh mirrors the theming of the song mm-hmm. in a way that i think is really really kind of special yeah
0: and just the, the the way that it turns from dispassionate to just like this moment of breaking and weakness on the bridge like, yeah. you know, I, I cried the other night i can't even say why like yeah it's very straightforward like this is you know like oh i cried the other night that's about as uh straightforward as a pop song can get in terms of just a single line um but you know separate and you know apart from like oh you know i am the screen i am the blinding light like these almost like statements of fact that are colored with opinion yeah. to to kind of break and give way to just a straight up you know just kind of like
1: admission of like oh I, I you know i'm not on the verge of breaking i've broken it well it's also the the context around it. i think really uh fixes you know makes it uh elevate that line because yeah. it's you know a song about work um and the kind of crying you do because of of this kind of life and and kind of living life is very different than like a romantic tear yes or something like that so if this if that line had been in the middle of any other like if that line had been in the middle of walk on afraid oh yeah fuck you you know like i don't <laughs> I don't care if high school michael slay yeah cries i'm much more interested in this kind of workaday perspective this like yeah. poetic take on the rhythms of being an adult mm-hmm. uh, that just like something people don't write songs about no. without having a sneering teenage <laughs> right. perspective. Like right. this is a sympathetic take on what it's like to, yeah. to be an adult. Yeah. Like, you know, he's not
0: writing from the, you know, from in the middle of it because, you know, yes, he does work at night. Cause he's a rock. And, he's a rock singer. He doesn't, you know, do that by the demand of something else. Like adulthood is fucking tragic.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, you know, and, and that's just, you know, like the, the weird synesthesia, you know, again, the headache, gray caffeine lights, like these, mm-hmm. It, it all kind of blurs together in a way that I think is like really kind of special and good. Yeah. Uh, the, the, you know, the ocean that, machine is set to nine. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that. That's this white noise thing to go to sleep. Yeah. You know, like it, it's very like, you know, without actually saying that, like it's, it's a real, this is a real, I think again, like this is my last, like a 100 score. Yeah. Like I think this is, this is transcendent.
0: Yeah. This is, uh-huh. this is incredibly good.
1: Like it's ambitious uh-huh. in a way um, yeah.
0: that I don't, you know, they, 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 they've swung. They've swung ambitious, but I don't know if they've landed ambitious like this.
1: It's it's really, it's very good. It's a nice mix of their, like, uh, commercial sensibilities and yeah. also some kind of experimentation. Like, this is what I want from this album. Mm-hmm. Like, this thing that is supposed to be this mix of kind of experimental textures and stuff mm-hmm. and classic R.E.M., like, this is the only time I think they hit it yeah. out of the park. Um, and, the, the, you know, the, the doubles and, and and singles that they hit, you know, there's some baseball metaphor uh, <laughs> up until this point are still worth like listening to. <laughs> Do we want to get is batting this... average wrong again? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't even know how we got it wrong or what we did. Um, the video for this is pretty interesting too. Uh, I like this video pure. a lot. Yeah. yeah. So this was done um, by a pair of
0: directors, uh, the Snorri brothers out of, uh, <laughs> out of Iceland. Um, and it is uh, uh, a series of stills that are shot And then animated together as though it's video. So the effect is this kind of stuttery, low frame rate video uh, where the
1: image changes on this strange rhythm in order to match whatever they want to depict. Yeah. And it works perfectly to kind of describe, like, being tired at work. Like, it's, I mean, this this is not a work of art of equal import. But you look at something like Fight Club. Yeah. When he's insomnia and he's at work and things. It's kind of like that. Like, things are clipping into each other. Mm -hmm. Things are moving around um yeah it's it's a great video too yeah i love that um like like
0: michael stipe sitting staring at the camera and then the screen overlays yeah
1: yeah yeah very good like a triumph all around yeah like if, if even if the rest of this album was around the sun <laughs> like this would justify the, the you know justify it
0: yeah because yeah. like the, that would have been the other stuff that kind of led up to and supported supported.
1: yeah that. you know that this is this is very very good yeah worth the price of admission <laughs> alone
0: yeah
1: um next uh diminished and then there's also uh, I am not over you is also in there. Shh, shh, I'm not over you. Secret songs. Secret songs. Yeah. Um
0: yeah. Yep, so diminished is kind of this piece of like, you know, bass chime and then a, you know, a, a slide guitar. It's an incredibly dark song. Like this mm-hmm. is the person on trial for murdering his wife,
1: I think. It's it's definitely like, you know, some kind of trial. Yeah. Right? Like I I I didn't pick up wife from it, but it yeah. does feel like that kind of like uh, uh, you know, uh, uh Johnny Cash ask like on yeah. trial kind of song. Um, there are like parts where they kind of talk about um, you know, and and that that kind of like the trial bit, like the trial imagery, is probably the strongest part of this. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, the the part of it, the perspective that's actually kind of subtle, that's cool behind this is when second verse where he talks about um, you know, he's like <laughs> literally strategizing. Yeah. Um. And then he's talking about different ways to do it, but then he starts talking about randomization methods. Yep. <laughs> uh. Pretty much. You know. Yep. I Ching. You know. Ouija. Oblique strategies. Like these different different ways you can actually yeah. kind of do that. I'll
0: consult the books for precedence. Can I charm the jury? Like just looking for a way around it. You know. Yeah. Ar- around what he's looking down. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. And it's uh. You know, musically, I think this is kind of like midland for me yeah it's real one Um, note kind of the chorus is very slow yeah like it's it's very uh uh, kind of plotting yeah and stuff um a little bit a little bit more alive during the verses but the whole thing like lyrically kind of elevated i think the music's kind of middling in this this bad boy
0: yeah like the 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 verses themselves are you know it's it's in country feedback vomit mode
1: Mm -hmm. a little bit
0: which helps it at least in terms of delivery but like it would have been better if you decided just not, you know, that you didn't have to like lean on a
1: chorus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the the chorus like when it when it breaks into like the sing along part, mm-hmm. you know, which is only happens during one of the choruses, I think. Yeah. Um is actually like very pretty and good. It's just a lot of work to get there. Um, yeah. I think. So like again, kind of middle of the road for me. Um, but still good. And then uh I'm not over you. Which is kind of noteworthy because it's Michael Stipe playing guitar, right? Um, you know, just on his own, unaccompanied, uh, seeing this very simple little little love song. Yeah, uh, this is probably holds the record for the most
0: pronounced that a Michael Stipe vocal has been compared to the instruments. Mm, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. uh, the the guitar is this tiny little tinny distant mic thing that is over here, while Michael Stipe's you know very simple, very very simple like love poem is you know right up front.
1: Yeah. It's a good uh, when I saw him live. He came out and played this on its own yeah. on his own with a with a guitar. So kind of neat. Um, but it's it's very slight. Yeah, you know, it's in it's in the place it needs to be.
0: Yes, like it's uh it's good. It would either need to be a B side or we need to be something like this that is uh the that, that, that is a marker. Although the thing that it acts to separate from, I don't I don't like
1: the last two album the last two songs on this album very much. Yeah, I've, I've got things I like about both of them. Yeah, without like saying I you know I can't go full into. Into like, you yep. know, none of them are, are triumphs on their own. Like, so the first one is parakeet, um, which is very experimental and weird sounding yeah. to me. This is where the
0: electronic harpsichord works best for me is set mm-hmm. off against this other kind of less stayed
1: sounding stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I think that the, what's interesting about this is that the lyrics are obscure mm-hmm. in a way that works for me. Um, and I actually like, and this is the you know th- th- that's not true of Falls to Climb. The lyrics are not obscure in Falls to Climb at all. But the <laughs> uh, the chorus melodies of these are both very strong. I think. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean that that's kind of melodically they work for me. While I wouldn't put them next to each other either. They're yeah. kind of like similar tempo and similar kind of construction in some ways. Yeah,
0: like the the fact that they have that hidden track separating them makes me feel like they should be a like a like a medley, but they're not different enough to like segue from one into the other
1: yeah 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 um but there's good there's good things about parakeet's lyrics mm-hmm. i think um you know it's it's good and, and kind of weird yeah um falls to climb you know and there's not very much else to say about it again it's that electronic weirdness right right um falls to climb i think this is actually a really strong melody it's very pretty yeah. Like this this is this is a very beautiful like song. Mm-hmm. Like when you get to the end of it and he's doing the Michael Stipe like voice cracking, like I am free thing, mm-hmm. which is you know, that lyric on its own again feels a little bit high school and 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 like uh self crafted anthem. Right. Or right. like you know, a self conscious anthem. Um but it it works really well musically and as a moment. Mm-hmm. You know? Um yeah.
0: like i I love the melody of this i think the 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 lyrics are too dumb to allow to live
1: yeah (laughs) what's 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 your what are your uh what what, what's in the the main target here um
0: i'll be pounce pony phony maroney pony before the cart i'll be pounce pony this ceremony only fills my heart
1: yeah pounce (laughs) pony I'm pounce pony. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the verses are extremely bad Yeah, uh, as this. And you get to the, the third one and I actually end up liking it a little it's, bit again. You get yeah. Shadows yeah. of um, world leader pretend. Yeah. Kind of thing like him talking about strategy and, and the world's, you know, war in a kind of disaffected way mm-hmm. um, actually works. Like, I think I, I think I like this more than you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's because I can ignore the Pounce Pony, Phony Moroni, uh, Dr. Seuss section. <laughs> like, it's so like, hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just doesn't hit me as hard. Yeah. Um, I wish that this had kind of better lyrics throughout because I think this would be a very strong REM closing song other than yes. that. yeah, Like this album ends on like just this final chorus and leading into the instrumental part is really, really good. Yeah. I'm just like and if they just started on verse two, like make it a two verse song
0: and yeah. you know like let it you know indulge yourselves let it dribble out you know yeah. it can be the same length but like put that stuff at the end after you have ended with you know me i'm free i'm free
1: kind of kind of more uh more two verse songs in general would be really fantastic yep. uh with you know with these albums and this band i think yeah um so, so i end up actually liking falls to climb quite a bit but it mm-hmm. is uh it's got, I agree with you. That's got some real, some real dumb shit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very hard for me to look past
0: that. And I'll, I'll take, I'll use my pettiness card for this one. I think it's a very pretty song. I just, um, I wish that that prettiness was put to, uh, was put to better use.
1: Yeah. It's real hard to get, like, it's very hard if something just sounds super dumb. Yeah. To get over it. Like, it's, it, it almost stops me from liking Hey Bulldog. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like, Hey Bulldog is a good, is like a great song, oh, a but God, song, is, are the yeah. lyrics stupid? Yes. You know, it makes me wish it's like, oh, the Beatles were a fucking mistake. Like, <laughs> you know, just like that song makes me so mad when I actually look at the words like, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like that. Yeah. Um, but, but again, yeah. like that would be better if they just cut different, different verses and leave like yeah. that awesome pre-chorus to it. Yeah. Yeah. It just, you know, there's a sometimes saying some stupid shit and they're, there, you know, to be fair, like this is some stupid shit. There are bands that just do this for their entirety. Yeah, like, have you ever looked at the lyrics of a Vampire Weekend song? Like, yeah, I tried like, not to, you know that. Yeah, there's, there's, there's there. They, it can be way, way worse. Yeah, not that that makes yeah. these lyrics good, but like, you know, it's it's super bad by REM standards.
0: It, it feels it feels just incredibly frivolous, even yeah. within we even within this own song. You know, like yeah. with this within this one song.
1: Yeah, I, I would have made a different choice. Yeah. Um, later, I think this does pull up quite a bit. Um, so let's, um, let's do our first and worst, but I'm going to say like, we should, we, we already heaped enough praise on day sleeper. Yes. So, so that, that one should, should be, be disqualified.
0: Yeah. yeah. Not, not like jettisoned, but you know, we, we should find a different word for that.
1: We should, it throws the curve. Like that, that's <laughs> the, uh, that's the MVP. That's yeah. the prime candidate. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, we're, we're going for, for second, second place. Yeah. And last place. Yeah. Um, I'm going to
0: say, uh, my first place would be, or not first place. Second place would be hope. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that one uh, probably matches what I think of when I think of Up. I think they accomplished what they were setting out to accomplish very well here. At My mm. Most Beautiful is a wonderful song. Uh, it doesn't feel like it fits here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit. And it's one of those, I, I agree with that, even though I think that it's place. It's good that it's here because it doesn't fit. Oh, yeah. But again, like I yeah. want, you know, I want variety RM rather than consistent RM. Mm. Um, like I'm pro- like, it's either going to be At My Most Beautiful or You're in the Air. Uh huh. Um, and it depends on what I'm going for. Yeah, you know, um, but it's definitely between those two songs. And like, if you if you put a gun to my head and like forced me to, um, my appreciation of "You're in the Air" is newer. Uh huh. You know, so it's like I only got to that when I've been doing research. So I'd give it to that because it's fresh. Yeah. Um, "At My Most Beautiful" is a song I've always really, really liked though. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, and there's other stuff again that I like, but that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um and then and let's uh, let's also throw out air, airport airport man. That also throws the curve. I yeah, think.
0: I wasn't even concerned. I, f- I had forgotten about airport man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't intend to listen <laughs> to it about airport, man. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: Yeah. What up? I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Riding
0: right the moving walkway. Yeah. Um walk on afraid.
1: Well, I think walk on is probably mine too. Yeah. Um let me just just flip in to make sure there's nothing else that like <laughs> there are no are me airport more. men h- hiding behind the shrubs. <laughs> I, I find I find diminished really annoying, but yeah. I would still give it to Walk on Afraid. I think Walk on Afraid is more annoying. Yeah. Um, it also sounds dated. Like, yeah. how can something this like future looking sound that dated? Like <laughs> that chorus is very, very dated. Yeah. Not a yeah. not a fan. Yeah. Um. All in all, like it is it is a good, good album, Uh huh. you know, um, stands up pretty well. Like it's it's like a nice listen. Like, you know, I was we were all kind of like we were both like pretty middling on most of these tracks, I think. But like. Mm-hmm. It goes down pretty smooth. Yeah. I mean, like, so you know? you,
0: you've got not so high highs, to Sleeper aside, um, with not very low
1: lows. Yeah, not <laughs> super low lows. And the low lows are kind of interesting. Right. The low lows still have, like,
0: the low lows still have interesting parts to them.
1: Like, there's no song yeah. that is a complete write-off outside of Airport Man, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so i mean it ends up being good i think this is this is a good rem album yeah Um uh, not a great rem
0: album it's one that i think a lot of people didn't give a chance just because it is associated with you know that three that three album arc of um, yeah. kind of sadness
1: yeah well and just it's like oh it doesn't have bill Berry. right like, band if i'm
0: yeah. gonna get off i might as well get off here
1: um so there's some some b-sides and fan club and kind of supplementary material before we get to the the soundtrack uh work we're also going to talk about here um so, yeah, um, the fan club is kind of lies fallow during some of this stuff. Yeah, uh, there are lots of like live performances and things that kind of leads to a problem with the B-sides as well. Mm-hmm. I think here where we st- kind of stop running into full songs and just like indulgent instrumentals. Yes. Um, and this is an arc we've been on since Life's Rich Pageant of like wildly creative REM that's making tons and tons of good songs that'd be good on the album versus like REM that's kind of squeezing out enough songs for the album and then like having some some a little extra nonsense but it doesn't feel like we're <laughs> we have riches to choose from you know
0: right um the presence of something like um you know these these, these weird instrumentals is a little bit uh um kind of an indication that oh that wasn't all Bill billberry
1: yeah yeah exactly um so the fan club just very quickly uh the 1999 one is live performances um the 2001 i could not find but it was like christmas garbage um, they also released one that is uh, a little crossover with Michael Sight performing uh, "Lucky" with Radiohead, mm-hmm. and Tom York perform- performing Ebo the Letter" with R- with REM. Yeah, um, he also did "Be Mine" uh, during uh, the Tibet show. Maybe yes. Um, he came out and, and did that. There's some footage of that in the documentary that reminded me how much I don't like Tom York. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: so he just uh, it's, like... it's, it's, you know. Uh, either of them, shaking little goblin like <laughs> either of them on their own on their own would be okay you can't put michael stipe and tom york next to each other um, yeah I, I think that that is uh i think i think that's too too much of of of, of a very similar flavor of stage presence yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah i just i just like it from Michael. you know it, it's a, a bias but like michael stipe did it first and i like it better when yeah. he does it you Yeah. Know? um yeah yeah. I
0: still so, watch on a regular basis the I think the time when they debuted Idiotech on SNL. Mm-hmm. That is that is incredibly good performance.
1: Yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't know that one. Do. Yeah. yeah. It's just Kid kid, kid, uh, kid A, you know, electronic wankery. I love Kid A. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, the, the band in general is not for me. Yeah. Um the best thing they did was that song from the Ancient City soundtrack. Um oh, knives knives out. Yeah. Yeah, knives. Like but the ancient city version. Oh right. Um I don't want to hear him sing. <laughs> um but yeah, they, they're they're not for me, but you know, they they like each other. Mm-hmm. Um and then B sides, like, not super great. Like um there's a couple different demo versions uh that we get. Like a very, very bad mix of Lotus.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, a kind of like interestingly different version of why not smile. Mm-hmm. That's um, a little bit more stately. And then Surfing the Ganges, which is just a standard REM <laughs> surf instrumental. Yep.
0: Um, so we have eliminated one of the likely culprits. It's got to either be Mills or Buck. Yeah. I, I'm putting my money
1: on Mills. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Uh, that is definitely possible there. Yeah. Um, and they also, uh, of course, made an appearance on the the Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. <laughs> uh, soundtrack don't 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 like drag them
0: i'm sorry that's a weird pun uh yeah. don't, don't drag them for doing uh furry happy monsters drag them for doing this specifically for that
1: <laughs> yeah gotta gotta get on that austin powers the spy who shagged me uh thing, which like is is very funny in retrospect which is why i'm making fun of it like i liked those movies when they came out oh yeah kinda, i think the first one them. is
0: actually still really good
1: yeah they're, they're they're funny but they they just do this like this old 60s this, this tommy james uh, song drag the line yeah which is a good yeah. catchy song like yeah they, they, they,
0: they lean into the cheesiness of it like they they make it sound like it is
1: still of the era yeah 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 um it's it's perfectly it's fine it's hard to call it essential no yeah. you know this is not essential rem or anything it's a nice uh, um, just a uh, curiosity yeah but it ends up i think this is my my least interesting you know supplemental listening yeah <laughs> that we found so far like kind of a bummer man like uh bit, you yeah. know i that's one of the most fun parts of doing the show is finding uh you know songs i would never heard before mm-hmm. and i found some songs i never heard of uh and they're they're not particularly good i think i i also um there's another instrumental that maybe i forgot to send you It didn't end up in the notes um emphysema um uh, which i think is the b-side of day sleeper but it's just another instrumental
0: yeah i don't um, have
1: any recollection of that i think yeah i, I might have uh, not organized that well when i sent it to you we also um I think that we went through new adventures in, in hi-fi without talking about revolution. Oh yeah. That that
0: holdover from uh, from monster, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, the the soundtrack from Batman and Robin, like that song is uh, pretty goofy and embarrassing, but I really liked it at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't have much to say about it. Like I think you summed it up pretty well, like goofy and embarrassing. Um, definitely would describe something that left off of monster.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah for sure. Uh, more interestingly is this is the they did a uh, man on the moon. Yeah. Last time. Yeah. So uh, um I
0: I forget who it was, uh but um they approached Melis Forman to do a biopic about Andy Kaufman, um hoping that people would have some kind of goodwill toward the man, not realizing that he was literally voted off of television. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but REM had kind of been responsible for this mild resurgence at least in America. Um, and this introduction of, you know, Andy Kaufman to people outside of America through doing the song Man on the Moon, you know,
1: mm-hmm. after which the film is named. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they, you know, they approach and it was like a no brainer uh, for oh, him yeah. to do it. Like not only was it like it was Milos Foreman who was like, renowned, Courtney Love was going to be in it, um, which they're friends with right. Courtney Love. Um. So you, do you want to score this? Yes. Yeah. G- um, gigantic
0: movie like Jim Carrey was huge.
1: <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. This was him at the, the height of his powers. And like, I haven't seen it. You know, sense like it, in in a theoretical version of myself that, you know, did everything I wanted to do, I would have rewatched it. Yeah, I rewatched uh, it for this podcast. I I did not. I remember liking it though. Yeah, it's great.
0: Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I I like it an awful lot. I don't know how much of that is my affection for Andy Kaufman in general. I think Jim Carrey's performance is very good. Uh, Courtney mm-hmm. Love uh, actually does a very good job, but I don't know if that's because they don't ask a lot of her.
1: Yeah, um, well, she did a good job in the People versus Larry Flint too. Yeah, yeah. Like she's not like a terrible actor; she's just kind of an obnoxious like personality. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's it's
0: it's very good. I, I like the I like the pace of it. You know, it very mm-hmm. much is like a lot of biopics. You know, a collection of little vignettes more than anything. But um, you can tell. Um, like one of my favorite things about it is the fact that they brought in people who knew Andy to do roles. So, you know, the fact that they have, um, oh gosh, Jamie DeVito playing Shapiro, you know, playing as mm-hmm. agent, um, was, was, was really cool that, uh, you know, Lauren Michaels come in and do those things. Um, yeah. you know, like that is, it's, it's a very kind of heartwarming movie and, you know, picture Cole. Okay. It's what, 1999, 2000, I'm like 12 and 13 being fascinated by Andy Kaufman because I love Taxi. And also loving R.E.M. and, like, noticing them getting this kind of, like, cultural moment and deciding, okay, well, R.E.M. is going to be the band that I like. Like, this was actually a really big inroad for me, you know, at 13 when I was deciding if I'm going to like music, this is what it's going to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's um, it's a nice little, like, uh, convergence of very cool things. Yes. You know, like, like, kind of culturally important. The soundtrack itself is a little bit more hit and miss. Eh, I yeah. think, like... Any any chance to you know have the taxi theme is very nice uh, indeed, <laughs> and the but the instrumental stuff, the kind of score stuff, you know, this is true of most score stuff for me. It uh, doesn't yeah. really hold up on solo listen. Um, it doesn't feel like particularly REM to me.
0: No, it feels um, very it's, much workman like. It feels very um, Mike Mills, like like Mike yeah. Mills-y, like Melzy, it, like it's mostly like string arrangements and it's very straightforward in a way where you can listen to this and tell like, Oh, this is that, this is the kind of scene that that was
1: supposed to go over. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, which is part of you know my general, like frustration with score, you know, film scores anyway. Right. You know, it's just like, Oh, this is just an emotion in music form, like telling you how to feel. Yeah. You know, like, um, the better, the more interesting thing. So there's some, some songs on it that have words. Um, there's a very goofy duet. Uh, I'm, I'm saving great beyond for last, obviously. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, very goofy duet uh, for this song called This Friendly, Friendly World. Yeah. It's, um, uh, with it's, Michael Slype and Jim Carrey as Andy Kaufman. Yeah.
0: And, and also an appearance by Tony Clifton. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, this Friendly, Friendly World. It's the song that, um, at least in the movie, I don't know if this is true to life, um, was played at Andy Kaufman's funeral uh, in mm. the movie. Um, and guess who has two thumbs and balls like a baby whenever he hears this song <laughs> uh, and he's in the right <laughs> mood. <Yeah. laughs> Hey, this guy um no i didn't like cry listening to this but that's a very emotional kind of song it's like yeah. so goofy and so frivolous but
1: yeah it's yeah. it's very sweet yeah like it is it is very very sweethearted. um less sweethearted is the unlistenable version of i i will survive <sighs> uh entirely sung by tony clifton yeah it's it's good um, as a scene in that movie <laughs> yeah oh yeah like it, it's it's very fun like on the screen but um there's a really great orchestral version of the song man on the moon too uh-huh. yeah um, that's very good uh, but the big star here is obviously the great beyond. This is so um, good. <laughs> I love this, this is song very, so very much. good. Like this is this is excellent. Yeah. Um. And it, if they if I didn't know that this was what they were doing, like they present it as uh, you know, as a a side piece or like a sister song to Man on the Moon, mm-hmm. and I would have thought that if they, you know, I thought that before they told me that was the attention. Yeah, it's, behind it because it's it's structurally very
0: similar. It's it's incredibly similar. It quotes you know like yeah. one of the some of the pre-chorus um some of the pre-courses include the line there's nothing up my sleeve yeah and like
1: yeah of, of, of course you know yeah. yeah um yeah this is a great this is a great single and a great video oh it's so it's uh-huh. it's incredibly good like the way that it plays yeah. with the
0: format it was like you know who knows how much of this was rem but you know they had a huge appreciation for his work and kind of the weird meta fourth wall breaking kind of stuff that he did and this this video is all about that. You know, it's them doing this shoot. It's very self-aware, you know, it says, you know, it cuts to a cut to commercial sign, uh, before they include scenes from the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they, they kind of stop. I love that they, uh, they only sing when it, you know, during the chorus part, uh-huh. like they lip, they're playing with like the lip sync format. Yeah. Um, which is, which is interesting. Um, and then eventually it becomes that they can see the other side of the screen mm-hmm. and start trying to push themselves out of the video into real life. Yeah. Um, really, really good, like really, really phenomenal song. Yeah.
0: But not before um, we get, get those awesome scenes of them in the booth with increasing numbers of instruments.
1: I, I really like that too. Like, like Michael Stipe is overwhelmed with, with microphones. Yeah. Like trying, trying to, to sing, sing it all at each all one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's very good. Like this, is yeah. this is like kind of top video. And if it wasn't for the fact that the imitation of life video is right around the corner, yeah. this might be my favorite REM video. Yes. You know, um, they're, they're yeah. going to top it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a minute here but like this is this is very good yeah is um, it like the, so this is a very strange departure for
0: them because like this sounds kind of classic rem like you said it, it feels very similar you know to two man on the moon but it has this wonderful kind of string section to it as well like i mm-hmm. think that this is probably some of the best use of strings that they've had and we just came off of an album that had some very
1: good use of you know orchestral parts yeah yeah it's it's less experimental and more just kind of lush yeah you know, so it's not like weird synthesized strings or weird synthesizers. It's just a nice string section. Mm-hmm. Um, Something I just had this thought thinking about, um, you know, if you look at Day Sleeper, you look at The Great Beyond and then you look at Imitation of Life. Like there's probably a version of R.E.M. that I would have liked that stopped putting out albums and started putting out singles. Yeah. Like take the kind of like the whatever interesting experimentation they want to do, put it as B-sides. And then like I could have them crank out an R.E.M. ass R.E.M. song like that, like mm-hmm. once a year and be happy. Yeah you know, in, in kind of a serious way. And again, I know that makes me sound like a, like a square or Normie <laughs> or BB, but however you, you know want to say it, but that makes it, you know, it's like, it really is like a lot of their best work. Yeah. I think goes into that. Cause this is, this is just a, a phenomenal song. So yeah. not quite like to my mind, not quite day sleeper level, but like very, very good.
0: If they were doing this 15 years later that they probably could have pulled that off.
1: Yeah. 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 Or, or 15 years, you know, earlier, 20 years earlier when like kind of a single, mm-hmm. you know, that was more accepted. Like this was around like Bell and beginning of Bell and Sebastian kind of times where they would do that. Yeah. You know, and like some of the best, you know, biggest Bell and Sebastian songs are just singles. Um, but they were, they were kind of trailblazing in that respect. And it would been cool mm-hmm. to see REM do that instead of just fucking throwing on like hot Java and shit. Like <laughs> the way they use singles, uh, is not great. Right. You know, here's two live versions of things that you couldn't possibly care about. And here is us fucking around the studio doing an instrumental that like, as you know, aspires to be fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, they they they're a victim of that kind of like classic rock rhythm of, you know, we need to make something in support of a tour that we're often not going to do. It feels a little yeah. bit like I'm not sure which is the card and which is the horse or which should be in front of which, but the fact yeah. that they feel like they have to have both um is a little uh you know, it's 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 not not doing them a tremendous
1: amount of favors. Yeah. One of them is the pounce pony and one of them <laughs> is the the pounce horse. <laughs> Um, yeah. And that's, uh, that's up. Yeah. Um, next episode, we're going to be getting into reveal and then also the, uh, the best of compilation and the, the new songs that were kind of re recorded. Yeah. um, for that. Um, what can people do if they like the show? Cool. Well, um, ratings and reviews on iTunes are always
0: helpful. Um, thank you to mm-hmm. everybody who has done that. Gary, it's not on our little alert thing, but you can go mm-hmm. and take a look. You know, we have a very small, but, um, dedicated audience who, uh, listen and stick around. And we're very grateful for that.
1: Yeah, I, I hung out with um Zach from Video Games Hot Talk and he had some very nice things to say about this show. Nice. Which is uh very sweet. Um yeah, we 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 like doing it. It is, however, uh coming towards an end. Um we are you know, we got a couple more recording sessions. Um we're gonna do reveal, uh, around the sun, the last two albums, uh, one final mailbag episode. Yes. And that's gonna be it. So uh, you know, thanks for taking this journey with us. Mm-hmm. Um this journey is possible because of Patreon. You go to patreoncom TV, you can uh see the other shows kind of uh that we have planned uh, as kind of milestones for that and uh yeah we want to thank everybody who helped us kind of bring this to life yeah it's it's been, it's f- been a fun journey it's been very fun to do
0: you know uh mm-hmm. like up it was necessary for us to experiment and find out mm-hmm. uh and commercial success be damned
1: yes <laughs> yeah this is this whole podcast is our Yeah. yeah Um, Yeah. And uh, and, until next time, uh, it is the end of the podcast as we know it. And we feel fine.